All right, Josh, here we are after the move, okay? Got episode six, all about GLC, baby! Jim Weider challenge, for those of you not to know. We have a problem, though. <laughs> There's a guy in the same room as me, and he will not leave while I'm trying to record this podcast. What the hell is going on here? Leave, this is my room <laughs> and my house, because I'm the one with internet. <laughs> Welcome back to the Damage Counter Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. The podcast, which normally happens over Discord and is not yeah. today, we're actually on the same microphone in the same room. I wonder if I wonder if they'll be able to tell. Like, I don't know. We'll have um, to see. Maybe maybe we shouldn't have said anything and just like <laughs> should have been like, like, hey, figure it out. Is this one different? <laughs> Something seems off. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been funny. But anyway, welcome back to the Damage Counter Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said before. Uh, we're here at episode six, all about gym leader challenge, baby. It's kind of kicking off. Uh, we, we've mentioned this custom format on the show a lot, and we figured it's time to dedicate an episode to it. So, uh, yeah, I think we've brought it up at least once in, in every, episode every episode so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So uh, it was kind of a foregone conclusion. It's just kind of had to happen eventually. So uh, I'm ready to get started. I don't know about you. I've got a, I got a case here, and it's it's a little empty on gym badges. I need to fill that. I need to fill that thing up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> okay, but with that, how about let's get going today's move uh i don't think everything was settled on the last podcast where we talked about it and i was still kind of like yeah i'm gonna be going soon probably a little bit after failing well like two days after that it was uh (laughs) i had the new townhouse signed and they were like all right well you got to be into this in the next like two weeks and i was like oh (laughs) yeah so we both moved in the same two-week period between episodes so the last episode happened like basically as as we had to be out and now the this new episode is being recorded like right after we moved in. There's just like no cool down. We went from like podcast to feverishly packing everything to podcasts to what I at least for me is going to be unpacking and figuring stuff out and getting internet tomorrow. Yeah, I uh, oh. luckily uh, I was smarter than Phelan. From having to deal with CDE, I guess a little bit more last year, that I went ahead and took extra precautions to make sure I would get internet fast. So luckily, I got it the day 
that we moved into this apartment, they came down and installed it. <laughs> like a day before that, I got a text from Phelan that was it was something like <laughs> I want to die. Or that, was or like, that was like, dude, I'm gonna kill these people, man. So, well, because I told you the story already, but like, yeah. so our internet provider down here is also like the, the I guess the electrical company. Is there, yeah. Are there any other electrical companies in town? I don't think there are. No, at least where we live, it's pretty much a monopoly, okay, unofficial well, monopoly. Well, fair enough. But they also have their own internet service, and I think, as far as I know, they're the only ones that offer fiber in this area. Yeah, they... Obviously, I'm not going to, you know, like, high-speed internet is just a thing, and especially since now I do, on occasion, work from home, the the faster the internet, the better, so... Yeah, unfortunately, the company, like, long story short, is they're just really annoying to deal with their customer service is very lackluster for the most part although when i went to get my internet set up to be installed this time the lady i spoke to was very nice and helpful oh yeah they're very nice and all that it's just like getting around the scheduling and all the other red tape stuff because remember i called them and they're like oh yeah you're good previous tenant already had our service you just schedule with us when to come out there set it up and we'll do it i was like all right cool called them a week later when i had an idea of you know when i was going to be available and they're like, uh, no, you need to actually get this signed and all this other. And I was like, that's not what the person before me said, but or before you said. But either way, we're getting way off topic yeah. there. But anyway, uh, luckily, I have I was able to get internet so we could get this episode done. Uh, that was a fear of mine moving in here that uh, both of us would end up without internet and we'd be in like a McDonald's <laughs> trying to record the podcast. Well, we can do the recording offline. <laughs> Like, we could have done the recording at my place, even yeah. without the internet. Really, the only thing the internet gives us in this case is the resources, which we're referencing, as well as a place to upload it. So, yes, there was a real scenario where I might have, like, put the file on a hard drive, taken it with me to work, and tried to <laughs> upload it on my work computer while, while fixing other people's computers. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, besides the move... Uh, Nothing too crazy. Still playing a lot of Elden Ring, Lost Ark. Uh, been playing a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh again. Oh yeah, <laughs> is playing... it time? I almost have Evil Twins made on Master Duel. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, I have you the oh, what was the? You have the Stellar Knights, right? Yeah. On, okay. Yeah, 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 in yeah. paper, which I kind of want to make one of these decks. <laughs> I mean, I've been slowly working on my own Yu-Gi-Oh deck in paper, Crystal Beast, because I just don't care anymore. But but all that's on hold. I told Phelan already, it's like, I don't have a personal Gym Leader Challenge deck yet, and I'm like, I'm not spending money on cards until I buy this deck. (laughs) And at the very least, it'll be cheap, so... Yeah, and besides that, not too much. Unfortunately, been working, like, every one of our local event days, so I haven't gotten to go play Pokemon in two weeks. Luckily, though, I have this Saturday off, so... Let's go. Can finally go play some paper Pokemon, besides happen on TCG online occasionally. Yeah. That'd be great. I'll get to, yeah, we'll get to go on Saturday. I'll be like, all right, see you guys. I gotta go to work. <laughs> I gotta work this this weekend. But oh that's, no, that's that's neither here nor there. That's all good stuff. Well, nah. I mean, that's about it for me. How's your week been? Um, I know we went over it, part of it there. Yeah, it's just moving. That's that's literally been it. Like I, <laughs> yeah. So I, I did manage to get, or like during the move process, I did manage to get all of the cards for the Grass Gym Leader Challenge deck, which we'll be talking about on our 60-card spotlight. So if you're interested in Grass, definitely stick around for that. 
got all the cards for that, and uh, since it's one I actually net decked instead of building myself, it's probably the best deck I have. <laughs> to be honest here. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a ton of that. It's been fun. Actually, just on the subject of Gym Leader Challenge in general, I mean, I know we're, like, you know, we're theming the whole episode around it, and I've mentioned it here on the podcast before, but typically when we have like a specific deck or something, well, I mean, we always have a specific deck. It's literally a segment, but, you know, I try to play as much with said deck as possible, be it online or in paper or whatever. So we have some people in the local area that are interested in gym leader challenge and some of them have even built their own decks um so i say hey you know everybody after standard is done i'm sticking around playing gym leader challenge i have three decks feel free to borrow one so i got like a a decent sized crowd staying after the locals uh playing some gym leader challenge with me so that was a lot of fun oh yeah got to uh got got to not only practice my skills on the grass type deck but also worked I also played my dark type deck and my fairy type deck, which my dark type deck for being something I built is actually kind of good, so <laughs> I'm okay with that. And then the fairy type deck, after taking inspiration from somebody in Tricky Jim's Discord, and I like that list. It's not good. Fairy is still the worst type. All right, if you want to win, don't build fairy, but it's it's fun. I know. I'm excited to get mine. Uh, I finally decided on psychic mm-hmm. as my typing after. Just after realizing you could have all of your favorite Pokemon in the same deck. Yeah, yeah. Literally how it was, I, I've given up on building my own list for the first deck. Uh it's just I don't know enough about expanded Pokemon cards yet to really be able to pull well. So I was looking through lists and I just clicked on the psychic list. Uh and it had Dragapult, Gardevoir, Giratina in it. Those were like the first three that I immediately saw and I was like it's pretty nice. I didn't this even look at one. I didn't even look at which cards from which sets to wear or the abilities yet. I, <laughs> no, I, I know which ones they are. I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, Chili Rain Gardevoir that makes sense. Lost Thunder Giratina that makes sense. I think it, Dragapult's from Rebel Clash. I think I don't remember, but yeah. either way, it's yeah. That deck's gonna be good. I like that. But uh, you know, outside of that, played a little bit of Standard too, obviously. You know, with the locals and everything. Sylveon's still doing good. <laughs> All right. Just, I'm going to say it every time. I'm just, like, really happy with my list right now. Yeah, it helps when you put God into your Yes, deck. yes. Having a, having a 3-2 God deer, uh, turns out, was a good <laughs> was a good idea. So, that all worked out. But, uh, uh, but the last thing, as far as that goes, is I've changed... I, I know this maybe is, like, a really weird tangential thing to bring up i finally replaced the card sleeves on my sylveon deck (laughs) for like the fourth time so like you know i switched them to the dragon shield dual mats where the the snow color where it's white on the outside and black on the inside those look super sick they're super nice they split too easily i like over the course of like two weeks, have like split like ten of those sleeves. Oh God! Yeah, it, like I mean, I ha- I've always had backups with me when yeah. it happens, so like I just I just replace it and I go. But like, it got to the point where I was just like, dude, I'm gonna like, no, this is ridiculous. Like I'm I'm not I'm, like this. I buy dragon shields because they don't split. Yeah, I was about to say that really surprises me that there are dragon shields and they're splitting. So well, what I think it is is I think it's the dual mat because I think mm-hmm. the way that like the seams. 
like on the sides where the white and the black yeah. come together, I think is different because mm -hmm. like, I don't know, they're two different colors or something. I mean, obviously the color doesn't have something to do with it, but it might be like a material thing. Um, and I think that just is what leads them to be to split easier. Yeah. Because every other deck I have is in Dragon Shield. Yeah. That's... And I've not had a single problem. And in fact, I replaced these Dragon Shield sleeves with more Dragon Shield sleeves. I just not the it's just not the dual mat. It's just yeah. a matte sleeve where it's the same color on both sides. Shuffles beautifully, have not had a problem yet. So yeah. I don't know if I just got a bad box or something, maybe. Well, if it was that many multiple sleeves, I don't know. I I don't know either, but... If it had been like one or two, I'd be like, all right, well, maybe you got a few defects in there. Right, right. Like I said, I don't know if I just got like a bad box or it's genuinely the dual map sleeves, because I have another deck. Well, I have two decks and dual map sleeves that I don't play with as often, so I don't know if they split at all, mm -hmm. but those decks haven't split, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, a little cautionary word there if you're thinking about the dual mats, maybe maybe do some research first. I also, like, another random thing with these new sleeves, I just broke them in at a local. Mm -hmm. And, like, with the way I cram shuffle, like, the corner of Is the sleeves. Into your hand yeah, there? there's like a, like, I can't see it, but I can definitely feel, like, a cut on my hand. Let me see. Like right yeah, it's like right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like really tender there. Yeah. And it's just like, that hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Your hand's bleeding while you're playing Pokemon. <laughs> uh, Judge, marked, marked cards. <laughs> marked cards. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's basically been my week. One more thing. I'm sorry. I keep that. This has been a more eventful week than I thought. I finally started my process. Of getting a base set X and Y master set. Bought a binder for it. Uh, I've got all of my old bulk just chilling in my car. Mm -hmm. So I pulled all the hollows in my binders out, put it in the in the master set binder, and then go through the bulk and see what I have and fill in the spaces. I think I mentioned it before in the show, but base set X and Y was the newest set when I started playing the game. When we started playing yeah. the game. And so that set means a lot to me, even though it's kind of lackluster compared to other X and Y sets. Uh, so I'm going to get that master set. And I have most of the cards already because I still have all my bulk from back in the day. <laughs> like, I didn't sell any of it. It's just been sitting in a box, so yeah, I have all my bulk. It just, it's just going to be filling out some of the EXs I never got, and especially the full arts. <laughs> but, either way, okay, now that's my week. Boom, there it is. Right there. Take it to the presses. <laughs> extra, extra! <laughs> Failing Ward. Read all about it. He cut his hand. He cut his hand playing Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, before we get into the card of the day here, Phelan and I have some awesome news. A little expansion to our platforms here. Yeah, we are on three. Three new platforms. Well, I'm pretty sure. I think I might have mentioned Google Podcasts on the last episode. I don't actually remember and I didn't feel like checking. So we're just going to mention it here again just in case. But we are on three new platforms. One of them being Google Podcasts and the other two being Amazon Music and Audible. So you can yeah. catch our show there. I'm going to be honest. I think that covers pretty much all the mainstream platforms now. Yeah, there, there are a couple, a couple of little more niche ones. Yeah, there's, there are, I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's like no end to what kind of platform. So... I don't know how podcast distribution works at all. Just a little behind the scenes thing here, right? So like for like iTunes or for Apple podcast, for Google podcast and Amazon, that kind of stuff. Like I have to go on their platform and submit our RSS feed. 
But then, like, I look over the analytics and I see, oh, somebody's listening on Podbean. Oh, somebody's listening on on Castbox, and I'm like, or uh, Overcast or yeah, whatever. And I'm just like, like, how's it on there? I was like, what? I, I don't, I've never even heard of these. How are they? Like, I, and you know, I didn't like go on those platforms and give them my art. And yeah. Not that I particularly care. Obviously, more platforms means more listeners for us to bring the conversation of this amazing game to. But you know. Whatever. Well, <laughs> regardless of whatever platform you're listening on, thank you for joining us, uh, new and returning listeners. Appreciate it, as always. Um, and if you're on Audible, uh, just like on uh, Apple Podcast, you can leave a star rating and a review. Uh, so if you are listening to us on Audible, if you've you know, found us through that platform, first of all, welcome. Uh, glad to have you here. And, uh, you know, just take a look at those stars after today's episode. Let us know. Uh, let us know what you think. <laughs> all right, but I think that's about all the, at least personal news for us out of the way. Yes, yes. Time to get into the podcast proper. And like I said, you know, with the, with the gym leader challenge themed episode, I thought that it would be important that our card of the day reflect this format. You know. You know, when you think of standard or expanded, most of the time you've got your eyes on the rule box Pokemon, Pokemon VMAX, V-Star, GX, Tag Teams, all that kind of good stuff. And those are well and good, obviously. I, I fancy me a VMAX. <laughs> I like me some VMAXs, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but there are a lot of cards that go under the radar that just end up in everybody's pile of bulk. Yeah. And it gets passed over very frequently. Yeah, they just really don't have a leg to stand on in standard. Yeah, or really any format. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's one of the things we like about Gym Leader Challenge is that it kind of makes these these kind of bulk rare cards. You can see them in a different light. You can pull yeah. them and you can be like, okay, this is like dog water in standard, but you read into it in the context of Gym Leader Challenge, you're like, yeah, there's. You're like, well, hang on. This is already this been all a, broken. Yeah. There's been quite a few cards as I've been looking around that it's like cards that I've seen from older sets. There are cards that I've even pulled that I just like, you know, pop yeah. to the side. We're trying to get to that. To yeah, that. we're trying to get to that V Star baby. Yeah. But, <laughs> but when I read them in the context of these Gym Leader Challenge decks, I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, just, oh, wait. Yeah, exactly. This looks scary now. And, that, and that's exactly the kind of card we wanted to showcase on the card of the day today. So let's go ahead and do it. Okay, so jumping into card of the day. Here's one. If you've never played Gym Leader Challenge, I guarantee you probably didn't even know this card existed despite it coming out in a Sword and Shield set. We have Mandibuzz from Rebel Clash. I'll be honest with you. I opened a booster box of this set. Mm -hmm. I was going ham on this set because I was playing Picarom at the time. <laughs> I was trying to get those turbo lightning energies. I was trying to get those bosses orders. You know, a bunch of people were trying to pull Dragapults back in the day. I watched a lot of this set get opened. I opened a lot of this set. I didn't know this card existed until I built my dark type gym leader challenge deck. <laughs> yeah, Phelan sent me the card of the day and I looked at it. Now it's just like... Okay. <laughs> You're like, what? what is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is just one of those situations where in standard format, you would never see this card. But in Gym Leader Challenge, this card is kind of crazy. So let's go ahead and break it down. You got uh, two attacks on the Mandibuzz, and it is a stage one, evolves from Evolvee. Uh, gives it a little bit of synergy with that uh, Phantom Transformation Zoroark from Evolving Skies, if you want to run that in your Dark-type deck. 
Uh, it's got two attacks, one darkness energy, bone rush. Um, flip a coin until you get tails, does 30 damage for each heads. Not really why we play the card. It's there in a pinch if you need it. The real reason that I've opted to play this card in my dark type deck is for its second attack, Blindside. Two darkness energy. This attack does 100 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon that has any damage counters on it. So you can hit the active with that, you can hit the bench with that, and Dark Type has a lot of ways to set up those damage counters with things like Galarian Zigzagoon, Galarian Obstagoon. If you poison something in the early game with really anything, primarily Galarian Weezing, you know, that's damage counters. If they try to retreat to escape the or to, to cure the poison, well, you can just blindside, hit him for 100 damage. And, you know, after a, after 14 damage counters, most things in Gym Leader, not all things, but most, most things in Gym Leader yeah. Challenge is gone. So. Yeah, that's scary because, I mean, you look at this and if you're in a standard mindset, you're going to read that and be like, 100 damage. It's like, that sucks. That's like, yeah, that's yeah, really that's bad. chump change. Yeah, but Gym Leader Challenge, that's a... That's scary, especially because it's going on something that already has damage counters on it. Mm -hmm. That's and, scary. <laughs> and with like the lower power level of the four, I think like the highest HP, at least that I'm familiar with, is like not counting like abilities or something, is like 190, right? Yeah. So, granted, realistically, you're not going to be, you know, getting that 190 KO, but there are a ton of other valuable Pokemon in Gym Leader Challenge that oh, yeah, there's plenty have like 140 yeah. HP, 160 HP, 110, you know, like the kind of these smaller numbers. So you can kind of create a situation where it's just like, oh, you think you're going to escape, but no, blindside, knockout, and you just start taking things out on the bench. But yeah, like I said, it combos really well with the uh, Galarian Zigzagoon and Obstagoon. And, uh, you know, you can just evolve them up, place those damage counters, Hit that scoop up net, put them back down, place those damage counters again, give yourself more blindside fodder, and just really take out the most valuable things. And so I really do like this card a lot in the context of Gym Leader Challenge. And, you know, there are a lot of... I, I've realized there are actually a lot of dark type, like one price dark type Pokemon that have this blindside attack, it would just with like varying amounts of damage. I think the Mandibuzz here does the most amount of damage as far as those go, I think. I could be wrong about that, but either way, just a really cool card uh, for, I mean, and I'm sure as we get into the episode, we'll, we'll talk more on this, but there is an insane amount of potential for just about any card that's legal in the format. There's a lot going on, and this is just one that stuck out to me, one that I really enjoy. Yeah, no, it's really cool, and I think it really highlights the point of Gym Leader Challenge. It's a format where you get to take a lot of cards that you probably have bulk of or stuff like that, and you can make cheap decks. Oh yeah, it's cheap. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, everyone says it. It's, you know, it's the commander of Pokemon, and how, like, Gym Leader Challenge is going right now is how pretty much how Commander started out years ago, and eventually, in Magic, that format got so popular that... Uh, wizards themselves started supporting it. Yeah, yeah. To some people's uh, affection and other people's <laughs> uh, wanting wizards to keep their filthy hands out of the commander <laughs> format. <clears throat> well, it is really interesting. That's something that, like, sorry, I know this is card of the day, but that's something that would be kind of interesting to see is if Pokemon ever actually did acknowledge Gym Leader Challenge and you start getting stuff more focused for this format. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think, well, because I remember thinking that too. I was like, dude, that would be so dope if we could have like a gym leader challenge ladder on like PTCGO or PTCG Live or something like that. It would be like so sick. But I was sitting here thinking, I was like, hey, come on, that'll never happen. But we have gym leader challenge side events at regionals yeah. right now. Yeah. So like the process. The process is going. The process has started. So here's hoping that means good stuff for the format in the future. But um Simple, simple card of the day here. You know, there's oftentimes with these one prizers, it's uh, there's not a lot of flash. Yeah, but there yeah. is some function. I will say, speaking of flash, though, that artwork, primo. That's good. I like it. <laughs> it's pretty solid. I uh, I think I think that's another reason why like it caught me so off guard when I was like, "What do you mean this card was in Rebel Clash?" Because like I looked at the artwork, I was like, "Dude, this artwork is sick!" <laughs> like, how did I not know this is a thing? Like, this card is so cool. So yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, as always with our card of the day, please feel free to send us your submissions. Card of the day. I know we say it every time, but it's for everything. We don't look at any particular format or yeah. It's that's not format locked or anything like that. Uh, it doesn't have to be playable, or rather, it doesn't have to be viable. I should say. Uh, you know, stuff like that. As long as it's a Pokemon card, it counts. Send it our way. Hit us up at Damage Counter on Twitter.com, Damage Counter Podcast at Gmail.com if you prefer email. Yeah. But uh, with that out of the way, we're going to be swinging back around here to Gym Leader Challenge in a little bit, but we got some news to go over here. Yes, we do. Uh, despite the fact that this is a Gym Leader Challenge focused episode, we did not want to skim over the results coming in from the past two weekends at Liverpool and Sao Paulo regionals, as well as one other news story there that we felt was worth covering for today's episode. So I think it's uh, high time we get that new segment rolling so we can uh, kind of get this out of the way and get back to gym leader challenge. <laughs> like a brief intermission. like last week's or not last week by whatever you guys get it just, just like, like the last, last episode podcast yeah what just like the last episode uh we've got a bit of a smaller new segment for you kind of for the same reason i mean we already went into it we're moving all that kind of stuff but we really want to focus on the regionals and one more news story you can hear that excitement in his voice that i really like on one hand i'm really happy to be talking about these but on the other hand i'm just like why? Uh, good news, everybody. We have new league battle decks. That is phenomenal news. I'm not like that's not me like yeah. being facetious or anything. This is fantastic. Um, as we've said on the past, we are huge like advocates of these types of products coming from yeah, Pokemon. I, honestly, I think besides just like your normal sealed boxes or whatever, elite trainer boxes, these league battle decks are probably my favorite product product that Pokemon makes right now. I agree. I agree. These are literally like some of my favorite things ever. And actually you'll notice on the Rapid Strike and Single Strike battle decks as well as the Inteleon battle deck, like they have these Pokeball symbols on the front of the box, so level one, level two. The Urshifu's and the Inteleon box were level two decks, quote unquote. The these Calyrex decks, the, the 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 decks in question is Ice Rider, Calyrex, and Shadow Rider, Calyrex. I didn't say that, but um, you know, it's it's the two High Kings. These are, I th to my knowledge, the first quote unquote level three League Battle decks. I, I, and, is, is that supposed to be like 
a standard for how like difficult they are to play or something or is it just i think that's the intention okay um i'm not i wonder how that goes though is three the easiest or three the hardest three is supposed to be the hardest because like because you'll see the level one like the theme decks and stuff like that so but uh the reason i bring that up is that unlike the other league battle decks it comes with a 3-3 line of the V and VMAX. doesn't come with a 2-2. It's a 3-3. That, I think, is really good. It's so good. And it's, like, still the same price, too. Yeah. It's still the same price. Well, the t- I mean, the 2-2 always makes it awkward. Yeah. For the most part, you want to, like, most decks run, like, four threes of Vs and VMAXs. Yeah, like, some... if it's, like, if it's like yeah. a VMAX deck, it's, yeah. like, yeah, you want a lot of them, so you find them easier, like, when you're drawing cards or when you get your open hand, stuff like that, but... Uh, yeah, no, they're going like full ham, and uh, I'll, I'll leave a link to this in the episode description. Uh, the full deck lists are actually available on the internet. You can go out there and find them. I will uh, leave a link to that in the episode description. We're not going to cover everything here, but uh, I mean, how close do you do you remember enough of it? How close of it? Is pretty, like to they're a, pretty uh, good. Like genuinely out of the box, it's fine. Like previous, like I know we said yeah. that with like the the quote unquote level twos, but like those always like required some adjustment. Legitimately, I think you could buy these, take them to a tournament, and you're fine. Because so the Ice Rider deck, for example, comes with like practically a full Shady Dealings package. Oh wow! Like it's got the two Rapid Strike, well not the full package, but yeah. enough of a package yeah. to make it work. It's like two Rapid Strike Sobble, two Shady Dealings Drizzile, one Quick Shooting Inteleon, and one Shady Dealings Inteleon. And then like other actually competitive yeah. trainer cards as well. So, I mean, these are actually like top-notch quality decks. Like, obviously there's always something you can tweak. Like, I'm not going to say this is the closest to perfect out of the box as we've gotten, basically, is what I'm trying yeah. to say here. No, and that's something I think, like, this product, it's like the whole point of it is someone that's getting into the game that doesn't really know a lot or maybe doesn't want to spend, like, $150 or so to build mm-hmm. a deck to try it out, they can buy one of these for, like, 30 bucks and at least get to sit down and play locals and try out the game. And if they like the game, well, they already have a really solid foundation on to build a deck if they like it. And it's and it's a realistic build yeah. too. Like it's it's reflective of the meta. It may not be perfect. Yeah. Because obviously you're going to need more than a two 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 Sobble line in a, if you're trying to do the shady dealings engine. But it's still very reflective of what an Ice Rider deck looks like in the standard format. On that note. Uh, I will say I do recommend the Ice Rider Calyrex box for that alone. The Shadow Rider box is good too, but uh, you know the kind of unfortunate thing about Shadow Rider is that Shadow Rider's most optimal way to play is with Arceus, and obviously these boxes aren't coming with Arceus V and V Star. So technically speaking, if you want your quote-unquote most optimal version of Shadow Rider, you are going to have to do significantly more work than the Ice Rider player will, but eh, what can you do? But, uh, you know, all of my disdain, for lack of a better term, for Shadow Rider, you know, I'll put that to the side. These are great products, and... You should absolutely go buy it. And honestly, like, even if you're not new to the game, like, these are great products. And uh, I know I'll be getting one of each. It'll give me an excuse to finally try both of these archetypes out because I've never played them. 
Um, yeah, I've been messing around with picking Shadow Rider mm-hmm. for a while, so I think I'll probably pick yeah. at least one of these up. And, and honestly, honestly, since rotation, I mean, Shadow Rider's the best it's ever been since yeah. rotation. Like, I mean, nothing will beat Shadow Rider with tag teams. That's just one of the most broken things I've ever had to play against. But as far as, like, our current standard format goes, I mean, Shadow Rider's the most consistent it's ever been. Yeah. So now's a good time, honestly. I mean, me personally, the Arceus tag doesn't really bother me because if you're playing in standard right now, unless you're just a uh, a one-deck hero yeah. and you have your list and that's what you run, if you're like me who gets angsty when he plays the same list for too long and builds more decks, it's I know I'm going to be picking up Arceus anyway at some point. Yeah, most most standard players probably already have that in their arsenal. But, uh, you know, with new league battle decks also means new 60 card showcases come out. So, yeah, I don't know when these are set to release. Uh, Release dates probably on there somewhere. June 17th for 30 bucks. June 17th, $30. So uh, after those are released, we're going to take a couple weeks, tweak them kind of put them together the way we like them and then uh congratulations you have a guaranteed coverage of ice rider and shadow rider calyrex on this show this yeah. is this is the pokemon knew this is the only way they were going to get me to play this deck by <laughs> releasing this league battle deck so we review it for the podcast so yes exactly and i will i will not sabotage this deck's name by creating a terrible list for what <laughs> sorry i if it wasn't obvious i don't like shadow rider if it wasn't obvious but uh yeah, I mean, that's neither here nor there besides that really quick here just in case you're wondering these i think come with about the same thing all the other league battle boxes did yes. besides the extra v maxes so obviously you get a cheap little deck box when you get it you get two coin condition markers and you get some damage counter dice and a coin flip die, which I assume would be Shadow Rider or Ice Rider themed, depending on which box you buy. Yeah, yeah, they they uh, usually uh, kind of theme them in color, so yeah. I imagine the color of the dice would be similar to that of the Chilling Rain Elite Trainer boxes, I guess, which are actually sick. Those are some yeah. of my favorite dice. So. Yeah, probably uh, a rule book and a uh, quick guide in case you need some help getting going. And to, uh, one quick guide to unlock the strategies <laughs> within. To quote the website, honestly, that's that's adorable. I love that. That is, that is, and then of course your uh, PTCGO online card to to play the deck online. Yeah, yeah. To the full league box online. Uh, Good stuff, good stuff. So, I mean, awesome. I'm happy to see more of these league boxes. I hope they keep on coming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like we said at the beginning, like, these are literally some of the best products, like, ever. Like, it gets new players into the game. Like, they, this could have been a league battle deck with Shadow Rider and Gengar Mimikyu for all I care. <laughs> as much as I hate that, you know, the fact that a product like this gets people into the game... All right, fine. I'll stomach whatever deck yeah. if it means more people are playing the game. Yeah. So I mean, it gets more people into the game, gets more cards out there, gets more like oh, cards yeah. people want out there. It'll like, make Shadow Rider cheaper or, too, yeah. which is still kind of pricey for like no reason. <laughs> Shadow Rider's gonna get cheaper. We'll have a little injection of drizzles into the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those will get pool. cheaper too. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, because I have yeah. been. 
every time I swing by locals, I'm like, do they get any drizzles in yet? Because I'm too lazy to spend, like, the five bucks ordering one. Yeah. But our locals is only ever selling, like, one of the all Art ones for 15 yeah, bucks. Yeah, for, like, $15, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not spending $15 on a drizzle. I refuse. Yeah, so it's either you buy the shiny one for $15 or you buy an Inteleon Leaf <laughs> deck yeah. for $30 <laughs> to get a small playset, a small package. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean... With the league battle decks out of the way, we of course had some more regionals. Oh boy, did we! We had Liverpool regionals, and uh, actually just wrapping up yesterday at the time of recording, Sao Paulo regionals. So let's go ahead and start with uh, Liverpool regionals. Not as crazy, insane. Like I mean, like Salt Lake City. I mean, it feels like every single card that's ever been printed was in play at Salt Lake City. Like, I don't know what was going on there. I don't know what those guys were on. I don't know if it's just like, this is this is some of the first regionals coming back. Yeah. I'm bringing out the crack. Oh, I'm yeah. Oh, they did. They absolutely did. It was like some insane stuff. But Liverpool, you know, we still we still saw some, some sauce. It's a- nothing crazy or nothing as crazy as Salt Lake City, but we definitely have some very interesting deck lists that we wanted to cover this week. Real quick, before we do our usual breakdown of the top eight, uh, there is one deck in the top 32 that I want to cover. It's tw- it, it got 29th. I don't know how... <laughs> yeah, you're seeing this for the first time. Go ahead and open that deck list. I don't know who thought... <laughs> yes, pull up that Hariyama. Yeah, read that. Okay, so the Hariyama, it's single strike Hariyama. It has an ability called Guts. If this Pokemon would be knocked out by damage from an attack, flip a coin if heads this Pokemon is not knocked out and its remaining HP becomes 10. So your opponent has to take all of their knockouts on a coin flip. And like like the Harry, it does like, like for like three energy, it does like 100 damage. Like it's not very, like it's a little underwhelming. Obviously it's single strike, so you can boost that damage and all that kind of good stuff. But like... I don't know. I, I, I'm still, you can hear it in my voice. I'm still in bewilderment that somebody looked at that card and says, yeah, I'm taking this to a regional. And then they're going to hit top, top 32. 32. <laughs> I saw this deck list as well as the winning list, which we'll cover later. I saw this deck list and I was like, okay, listen, if this can make top 32 at a regional, Anything is possible in this format. I think that means the format's in a really good spot, honestly. Anything is possible <laughs> in this format. That is so insane. I mean, obviously, when, like, when you break it down, like it makes sense, right? Because you're fighting type, so you hit Arceus for weakness, which is huge. Yeah. That's a big thing. Um, and if you look at some of the past results, you've noticed people are doing well with Jolteon. So you're like, okay, that's another fighting type weakness you want to hit. Oh, and then also Drew Kennett came out of nowhere and showed everybody how to really play Gengar and people are like oh so that's a popular that's or at least it's a safe safe to assume that that's a popular deck now so that's yeah. Arceus Gengar and Jolteon that you're hitting for fighting type weakness with this one prizer that may or may not get knocked out <laughs> <laughs> so honestly like as, as silly as it looks you're like there's no way like this guy had to have like do you know how salty I would be <laughs> If I lost 
lost my spot in regionals to a coin flip. To a coin flip, yeah. Well, I mean, and and that's another strength of the deck is that like, if you if you flip heads, you got a second chance at life, baby. So like, and it's like it's funny, right? Because it's just like. Oh, I flipped heads. Okay, you don't get to take a prize card. My turn. Uh, you know, you just go, right? So yeah. it's, it's so funny, but, like, genuinely at the same time, like, even though it only got 29th, I say only, but even though it got 29th, that's still, like, insanely good. And it was a re- and honestly, it was a really good meta call. So I got to give shout-outs. Uh, oh, we're gonna try this. Theodore. I'm not gonna try the last name. He is, uh. It's got conjoined letters. I think that's a little above us. Yes. Above uh, our yes, <laughs> experience. That, that is, uh, not in the English language. Uh, can you hover over the flag? Let's see what region he's from. I think he's from Norway. Yep. So, not, uh, yeah, not surprised there. I think he's actually. I could be wrong about this. I think he's in Tord Reclos. Testing group. I could be wrong about that, but either way, uh, shout outs to uh, Theodore for making top 32 with that list. That's so insane. And uh, speaking of Tord Reklov, um, uh, often considered one of, if not the best player in the game right now, uh, hitting 21st with Mu VMAX. He had a very interesting Mu VMAX list that played switching cups. Josh, what is, you want to read out switching cups there for us? Switch a card from your hand with the top card of your deck. It's playing a switching cup engine in Mew, which is really interesting. I mean, I can see that working pretty well. Well, right. I mean, we had the we had the Oranguru from Base Set Sword and Shield, which had an ability that let you do exactly this. Yeah. Uh, and that card saw a ton of play. It still sees a lot of play. Like it's a very good card. So putting that as an item card, that way you don't have to sacrifice. A spot oh, on your bench. So that way you have fusion strike yeah. Pokemon. You kind of use it as a pseudo engine to help you see one extra card while also protecting a card or, or protect yourself from losing a card to Marnie in the next turn, which I think is the best part of this is yeah. that like, oh, Marnie path. Well, good thing I switching cups the stadium on top of my deck last turn. So they play the Marnie. I draw into it and now I have a way out of path and I can just keep doing my own thing here. So, uh, you know, big props there. I, I do I do like this this tech a lot, and I think it makes the deck very interesting. But So I just wanted to shout that one out. But uh, as, as far as, like, outside the top eight, those, those are the ones that stuck out to me the most. I've, I do have to say, the one that caught my eye is this Arceus Fighting Beedrill deck. Yes, sir. <laughs> Go ahead and expand that. Let's, let's take a closer look here. Because my boy Beedrill, he doesn't get enough love. Yeah, Beedrill, Beedrill don't miss, bro. So this is basically just, whoa. Oh, okay, that celebration's Mew. I thought that was something else, okay. Yeah. We're looking at this, like, first time thing here. We're having some yeah. fun with it. So basically this is, oh, oh. Okay, so basically this is Desert Storm, but instead of the Sandaconda, it uses Rapid Strike or Shifu VMAX. <laughs> That's, That's so really funny. funny. I love that a lot, actually. <laughs> you just you just get to threaten a rapid flow out of nowhere and a persisting from single strike Beedrill in the same deck. But yeah, it's interesting because he doesn't even play rapid strike energy. He's just running third three double combos. Yeah, yeah. He's got the double turbos turbo. for the yeah for the Arceus, and then he just yeah. powers them up using Arceus. That's interesting. I like that. That's a uh... yeah. This is a. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I gotta wonder, I gotta wonder how much mileage like these these B drill players are getting out of that. Uh, well, I, he got enough mileage to get to nineteenth. That's true. That's true. And I, well, I mean, I know it's a, I know B drill is just like stupid good in this format right now in general, just because special energy is so good. It's just funny to see a B drill deck and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> and then you go against it, you're just like. Stop. Stop. No, please. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So, I mean, huge shout out to, uh, I'm going to try to say this, Luke Kirkham. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was right, yeah. Yeah, for getting 19th with this deck. It just, I was scrolling through going down to Phelan's uh, one deck that he wanted to cover, and the Beedrill just caught my eye because I was surprised to see one this high up. We love some Beedrill. That's all it is. Oh, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, start breaking down that top eight. I love this top eight. I saw this on Pokestats when they were... Because uh, this is another tournament that wasn't streamed. That makes me really sad considering the deck that won. Uh, but let's go ahead and break down the top eight. We've got uh, David uh, Rudhoff playing Mew Genesect. We have Chris... Chriso Atlantis Amontitis. I'm pretty sure I messed that up. I am so sorry. Coming in at seventh place with uh, what looks to be Arceus Moltres. Uh, Joe Bernard of Omnipoke, the channel that brings you everything Pokemon. Uh, hidden sixth place with Rapid Strike Malamar Inteleon. And real quick before I continue, shout outs to, to uh, Joe. Uh, you know, he's one half of the Omnipoke channel. Definitely check them out. Some of the best competitive PTCG content on YouTube. Also... One of the very few people to achieve nine zero zero on day one. Oh wow! He won every single round of Swiss on day one, and went into day two top seed. That's incredible. Not very many people have done that. So big shout outs to him for that. Uh, we got Sander Wojcik uh, coming in at fifth place with Zoroark Control. Very happy to see this list up here. Uh, Alessandro Frenda. At uh, fourth with Arceus and Teleon. Leonard Timmers in third place with Mew Genesect, the highest placing Mew Genesect list. Second place is uh, Brendan Cameron with uh, Rabbit Strike, Malamar, and Teleon. And then first place, one of my favorite lists that I've seen in a very long time Robin Scholes playing Rapid Strike Urshifu. First off, I'm just happy that Rapid Strike Urshifu. Not only made top cut, but also won the event because this is a deck that a lot of people have started to slowly write off. You know, it's weak to psychic. Before this list, didn't really have an answer to Mew. And now Manaphy's in the format. People are like, ah, Rapid Striker Shifu's dead. No, oh, sir. Cool. It just won a freaking regional. And it's also like a really cheap deck, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still have the I still have all the guts. Oh yeah, oh yeah, this deck is so insane. I want to cover some of the other ones before we get into this one. We'll save this one for last, because that is that is a doozy of a deck list. Um, let's go ahead, let's start with... Let's go ahead and start with uh, the Arceus Moltres list. Let's take a look at that one, and have a good look at this one. So this is uh, going off of the kind of counter box strategy, playing Arceus and the Galarian Birds. Uh, namely Moltres and Zapdos to try to hit for as many weaknesses as possible. Now, well, not necessarily as many weaknesses as possible, but more so hitting the relevant ones. You have Arceus in the list to set up your Moltres and your Zapdos and whatever else you have in the list. 
Uh, the Moltres obviously to hit the Mew for weakness, as well as any other psychic type decks you run across in case somebody's feeling froggy and playing something like Shadow Rider. And then you have the Galarian Zapdos for Gengar, Jolteon, Arceus. You know, you're basically trying to counter everything in the meta with this list right here. And might I add, also only doing it with two prizers helps you out in that prize trade. It's good stuff. But uh, that's that's all we really wanted to cover on that list. Just thought it was interesting. I love seeing me some uh, Galarian Moltres. Uh, was there any list in the top eight you wanted to cover before we hit Robin's list? Uh, yeah, I wanted to hit top five here with the Zorark control deck because I looked at this one earlier and thought it actually looked pretty interesting. Yeah, the first time we've seen control in a while, I think the last majorly successful control deck was actually in the Sun and Moon era with the uh, Orangaroo Pidgeotto. Trying to think, I don't think we've had any other decent control decks since no. then. Well, there's the Corviknight and the Metagross, I guess, that were kind of around, but I don't know. I don't think they were actually that good. Yeah, Corviknight got close. It was kind of like Luke Metal, where it was control, but it also attacked. It was kind of interesting. Um, and then, yeah, there's Metagross control, which works, but is still missing a lot of the staple pieces that control decks and Pokemon usually have, um, namely getting resources out of the discard, which was kind of fixed with Celebrations Dialga, but it just wasn't strong enough. No. Uh, as well as a few other things going on in the list. But here we have a full just answer for everything control deck here, obviously based around the Zoroark from Evolving Skies with its Phantom Transformation ability, allowing it to... Essentially, you replace the Zoroark with another Stage 1 in your discard pile, and you just swap them out. Uh, so kind of using that as your option to pivot into whatever you need. But we've got a bunch of other Stage 1s in the list. Sinchino to help you draw cards. Uh, Altaria to block damage from V and VMAX Pokemon. I think V-Star as well, actually. I think it's just Vs in general. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Vs in general. So yeah, yeah V-Stars too. So, yeah, just a block damage wall and uh, kind of buy yourself some time. Uh, you got the Dusclops, which can eventually evolve into Dust Noir, which turns every special energy on your opponent's side of the field into a single colorless energy with no effect. So that's really good for shutting down certain decks. Uh, the Rabombi, which is super sick, has an attack that allows you to move an energy from one of your opponent's Pokemon to a different Pokemon, or rather from their active to a benched Pokemon, which is super interesting. Uh, I like that a lot, you know. Be like, oh, nice Fusion Strike energy. Let's just put that on a Genesect where you're not going to use it. And it has free retreat, so it's a good pivot, too. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you have other things in here. The Galarian Weezing to turn off abilities, Eveltal to just practically board wipe special energy. There's a lot of pieces here. This is control, baby. Yeah, it's 27 Pokemon in this list. Oh my god, that's a lot of Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Six energy, 27 Pokemon, 27 trainers. Wow, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. That's so insane. That's crazy. I mean, but, you know, that's control for you. you yeah, know? especially with Zork, where you can pivot into pretty much any of these. Yeah. You, as and, long as you have a way, like good ways to get them into the discard. Well, I was going to say it works really well with the Chinchino because the Chinchino says discard a card, draw two. Yeah. So, you know, 
you'd be like, okay, I want a phantom transformation into this. Uh, you know, discard it with make do, draw two cards, phantom transformation, and you have the tool you need for that matchup, right? So like, you obviously you don't need to use all of these for every matchup, obviously, but like, you know, yeah, you pretty much pivot wherever you need to. Yeah, you just pull out the the cards you need the most. Like Galarian Weezing would be like fantastic against uh, like a Mew list, but maybe not so good against like Ice Rider or something. So. You know, but all that kind of stuff. I do find one thing kind of interesting here is that he's only playing one Galar Mine. Typically, control lists are playing a heavy amount of Galar Mine just so they, they can put that stadium up, gust something to the active. And lock it down. And yeah, yeah. just lock it down. That way they can, they can, you know, chip away at your resources without fear of losing any Pokemon. So I think it's interesting that he only plays one, but I mean... He did get fifth place, and Sander is uh, very well known in the community as basically the king of control. So, hey, if, if that's the list, that's the list. I will defer to his judgment. It looks really interesting. I kind of want to try it out. Yeah, actually, I've been waiting for it because I knew, like, we all knew when Evolving Skies came out that control was going to have its day. Yeah. You know, we had the Zoroark, Azumarill came out in the same set, which is really good for control. And we look back on all these stage ones that have come out throughout the years and we're like, okay, something's happening. Like, we're going to get a good control list. It's just a matter of, did we have the tools then? And do we have somebody that can put together a good enough list? And well, sure enough, once again, Sander, like I said, he is known in the community as being the guy to look at if you're looking for control lists. Showing up, you got fifth place at Liverpool Regionals with it, so uh, yeah. I think it's safe to say Control is back. Yeah, it's really impressive. Uh, I think we can skip the next two here. I don't really have too much I wanted to say about them. I looked at. Yeah, I think uh, the only it's... thing I want to say before we move into Robin's list, and we're not going to do a deep breakdown on these, but the Rapid Strike Malamar lists opting to go with the Inteleon engine instead of the Sinchino engine. It is kind of interesting. It is interesting. I think most of the time, actually, if not all the time, I've seen Rapid Strike Malamar played with the Sinchino engine. Again, discard one, draw two. It's a good way, you know, you get a couple of those online. It's a good way to fill your hand very quickly. Yeah. And, you know, with the high number of Rapid Strike cards you play in the deck, you're going to be, the chances are you're going to be drawing into a lot of them. Right, so I think now granted with the Inteleon engine, it's not so much hoping you draw into them, but instead searching them out. And especially with like Shady Dealings Inteleon, you get two cards, and then the Sobbles and Drizziles, or rather the Sobbles and some of your Inteleons themselves are rapid strike cards. So in that scenario where you need extra damage, you can just pop a scoop up net bring those into your hand, you've got plus two Rapid Strike cards in your hand to help you do just that, that much more damage. Um, so I can see, I see why people have opted for this. Um, but as, as is made apparent by the winning list, the one problem I have with the Inteleon engine for Rapid Strike Malamar, and take this with a grain of salt, Malamar players, I have not played Malamar. I have only played against it. I've played a lot against it, but I, I have myself have not played it, so take this with a grain of salt. But the one thing about the Inteleon engine in Malamar, you don't leave a lot of room. 
both in your deck and on your bench for Manaphy, which is a problem, right? So in my opinion, I think Malamar has a good matchup against everything in the format except for Urshifu and Jolteon. <laughs> now, playing the Sinchino engine, you have more space in the deck and on your bench for Manaphy, and it's just like, whatever. So it, it, it's not like a tomato-tomato type thing. Like, both both versions of the list are good, right? Yeah. Like, if you're wanting to play Malamar, it's one or the other. Just pick your preference, right? Just, like, what's important to you. What, do your own metagame analysis. For these guys, they probably were like... Nobody's gonna bench tonight. Like Urshifu's not a thing. Yeah, I doubt they were worried about Urshifu. Yeah, Rapid Strike yeah. Urshifu or Yeah. Uh, I, I I I could understand like because you gotta remember Jolteon did get like eighth at yeah. Salt Lake City. So I could imagine that was on some people's radar, but like it's still kind of a low-key thing for right now. So I could imagine like, yeah, I have more search options this way, and I'm not really worried about sniping anymore. I'm gonna go with the Inteleon engine. Because like you said, I don't think anybody was prepared for it. No. I certainly wasn't, and I wasn't even there. Yeah, think, when, when I opened this list and saw Rabbit Strike Urshifu oh, number yeah, one, yeah. I was like, we let you go too soon. I was keeping up with it. Like I said, it wasn't streamed, but I was keeping up with the tweets all weekend, and I saw Robin Scholes in this Rabbit Strike list. Every time they were like, okay... Here are the people going to day two. I was like, okay, okay, we got a little bit of rapid strike action. Listen, you guys know, if you listen to the last episode, I play Sylveon. I love rapid strike. Like, it's it's genuinely one of my favorite archetypes in the format right now. So I was like, okay, okay, we got a little bit of rapid strike action going on. Like, okay, here's your here's your top eight for top cut tomorrow. I was like, okay, okay, we got some rapid strike going on. I was like, but surely, I mean, surely, right? Like, the, like, I'm trying not to get my hopes up, like surely the dream ends here, right? Nope. <laughs> Robin was like, "Nah, I'm good at this game, bro. I've won events before. Here's the best deck in format, right?" Here. <laughs> and he put this together with with other top players like Tord, uh, Tord Reklev, and you know all their testing group, and they they tested this a lot before the event. And at first, it just looks like a sixty card pile. It just looks like a pile of 60 cards that has no cohesion whatsoever. And you're just like, what in God's name is going on here? But I'll tell you what's going on here. This is the most potential I have ever seen squeezed out of the Inteleon engine. For reference, and I'm, I'm going, I mean, we'll, we'll have links to the standings, uh, you know, in the episode description. But I, I, I urge you, please check out this list specific if you don't check out any other list check this one out because <clears throat> it's very interesting there are 22 cards that are a one-off yeah 22 unique cards in this list that's a lot <laughs> that's yeah. a lot yeah, you definitely need to look at this if if nothing else because i guarantee people are going to be doing a second look at Rapid Strike Urshifu now, and we're going to see even more stuff from it. Yeah, there, there's, there, you're going to look at this in a different light. Yeah. Like, it's going to be weird. It's Because I remember I looked at it. I've been playing Rapid Strike for a while at this point. I was expecting, you know, I was like, okay, I've heard he's got the baby Galarian Moltres in there. That's pretty sick, bro. I love that card. I was expecting, like, some standard stuff. Yeah. And I opened this, and I was like, what? There's a there's a Sonya in this list? I'm going to be honest, and maybe this is just partially a Rapid Strike thing. 
This the, the feeling I got when I looked at this is basically whenever you send me your new Sylveon list, <laughs> it is just like, you're like, oh, you're like that's a. <laughs> There's so much going on here, right? Like, there's just, like, so many pieces. You're just like, how is any of this consistent? <laughs> but, I mean, that just goes to show you the power of Shady Dealings. Yeah. Like, it's like it genuinely is a ridiculously insane engine. But, like, some of the weird things here, right, is that, like, you know, a Rabbit Strike or a Shifu list, you would expect to be playing, like, a 3-3 or a Shifu or something like that. No, he plays a 2-2, right? There's a Hoopa in there. There's a Galarian Moltres. There's a Snorlax from Vivid Voltage, in case you're feeling that kind of froggy. You know, like, all this other kind of, like, all this crazy stuff. Again, there's a Sonya in this list. Yeah. What other viable standard deck plays Sonya? Like, this is a card that's, like, great in, like, Gym Leader Challenge and stuff. But, yeah. like, you know, you hear people talk about standard, like, yeah, I want to play, I want to play Sonya. I want to play... Birdkeeper, Roseanne's backup, or whatever. Like these cards that on paper, like when you think about it, they're like, yeah, obviously, like there are situations where these cards are good. Yeah. But you talk about it in standard format, and people are just like, nah, it doesn't draw you enough cards. You got to draw cards. You got to go turbo, man. And like that's why a lot of the deck list you see is like, oh, Professor's Research, Marnie, Boss's Orders. Yeah. This list is taking advantage of those supporters where you're like, dude, this effect is so good. But, like, it just doesn't do enough. Like, this list is taking advantage of that. Because they go, I don't care about drawing cards. I'm just going to look through my deck and find it. <laughs> I'm going to look through my deck and find the exact card I need for this situation. Yeah. Do I need to get a Galarian Moltres and two energy out of this card pile? Boom. Clara. Do I need to get two energy out of my deck to set up the Galarian Moltres combo? Boom. Sonya. Do I, do I need to set up? Like, do I not have any ways to find Pokemon? Okay. Shady Dealings. Sonya, two basic Pokemon. I know I'm hovering on this Sonya a lot. Just like I just never thought I'd see this card like in like in like in a top performing standard list. I just this is not something I was expecting to see. But like when you start to look at it in that perspective, suddenly this list makes a lot more sense. Yeah. No, the list is actually like like I said, when you first look at it, you're like, oh my god. And then as you start looking like reading through it, like you said, you start seeing like the picture here and it's just like wow you really you really can in one turn get pretty much whatever you want with you, this you can do anything you want yeah you can literally do anything you want like the deck is insanely versatile and i will say with that versatility this is not a, this is far and away not a pick up and play deck no this is one of the hardest decks i've ever played because I built it online mm -hmm. and I built it in paper. Yeah. I, I have it, and you know when I go to the locals, obviously still playing Sylveon just because yeah. that's, that's my deck. But you know when I'm just playing like you know when I'm waiting for other rounds to be over, or if I show up at the game store early, I'm like, hey, let's get some games in. This is the deck I'm playing because I want to figure this out. So I'm just gonna say, man, Tordreklov went on Twitter and was like, this deck is so good, but it's not for everybody. And I took that personally. <laughs> so I built it. I'm learning how to play it. And it's really weird. It's really awkward. Like, I think I'm, yeah. I'm starting to figure it out a little bit. I think I'm starting to get there. I think, I think I'm in a unique position where I played Rapid Strike Urshifu and a baby Galarian Moltres deck before this. So I understand how those two, like, yeah. interact. I understand, like, the combos you need for them to be the most successful. 
So I, th I think it kind of, maybe I'm in an interesting scenario here, but either way, this list is so crazy. Again, please go look at this list. This is so, oh, this list is so good. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really cool here, but I think we've covered it pretty well for the most part. And we still have a whole other region. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a whole other regional. I will yes. say before we move over to Sao Paulo, it was funny because after this regional, like the following week, all these online tournaments, you see a bunch of Urshifu, <laughs> like a bunch of this list just at like the online. bottom of like these online <laughs> tournaments because people are like, well, how do you play this? Dude, it was so funny. I mean, people like flame and other people. It was like, ah, yes, the common man tries to play this list. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, oh, bro, chill. Come back after you've gotten three more gym badges. <laughs> yeah, basically. But yeah, no, like I said, just check out this list. Uh, we, we've talked on it long enough. Uh, and I think it's time we uh, move on to Sao Paulo, a regional that was streamed and I uh, did not watch because I was too busy moving a bunch of cardboard boxes. Yes, the cardboard. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, the, just the giant skew and entries here. Yeah, yeah, you could, def you could definitely tell. Like, it, it's, it's always funny, right? Because it's like, it's like that for every region. What we're, what we're referencing here, if you hover over that flag for me, I think that's Brazil. That's Brazil. Okay, yeah. So, like, it, we're, we're looking at the standings right now, and there's just, like, Brazil flags, like, all the way down. Um, and one Peru yes, and one, yes, and one Peru flag in the top eight. Um, it's just kind of funny because, like, if you go back and look at the other regionals, it's the same thing for, like, every other region, too. Mm -hmm. It's really funny, but... Uh, this regional, at the time of recording, actually just wrapped up yesterday... So we still have deck lists filtering in. We don't have all the top eight deck lists uh, just yet, but we are able to uh, break down the top eight for you. As far as I know... I don't see anything probably too crazy here. Yeah, this is probably the most kind of... As far as the deck lists go, it's like the it's more expected, more standard, kind of like Brisbane was, like the decks you expected to see. I will say... If we scroll down a little bit here, and there's an interesting one in top eight we'll cover as well, but if you scroll down a little bit here, ah, uh, yes, I believe that. Yes. Yeah, I think it's 29th. I'm at a weird perspective to the computer uh, screen here. 28th. Oh, 28th. Okay, yeah, I see it. Yeah, 28th. Alexander Gomes DeFranco playing Leafy on. I think this is the first... I, I could be wrong, but I think this is the first time we've seen a Leafy on the list placed this high since regionals have come back. And it's doing the usual thing with the Inteleon engine, the Leafy on VMAX, and the Leafy on V-Star. Honestly, it's just your standard Leafy on list. So, you know, pretty interesting stuff there. I did see another list, and I don't think this one has been made public yet, so we can't <laughs> reference it. But there was a list playing Rapid Strike Urshifu, Leafeon, Galarian Moltres, and Crobat VMAX. All in the same list. That sounds amazing. It does. And if that list becomes public, I I would I I would like to look at it. <laughs> I mean it plays really well. It got to day two, and I think think he made I don't I don't remember the placing that, that player made, but I remember seeing it on Poka stats and I was like, huh. Okay. I didn't think that combination would work, but apparently it does. And I don't even think there was an Arceus either. That's the funny part. 
I don't, I don't know how he made it work, but apparently he did. So, but uh, no, that's the only one that stands out to me. And like I said, that's your standard Leafeon build. Nothing too crazy here. Uh, but let's go ahead and start breaking down this top eight, starting with the most interesting list in top eight and a list that I am terrified to see in top eight. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Apologies if I butcher this name. Tiago Giovanetti Marquez Ricardo playing Whimsicott Arceus. We'll cover that here in a second. Dalton uh, Aketa playing Arceus Urshifu. Paolo Anderson Lopez playing Arceus Moltre or yeah, Arceus Intellion Darkbox. Uh, Pedro Pertusi playing the same list. Fabrizio Inga Silva playing Mugenesect. Leonardo Lari playing Jolteon Intellion. Ricardo uh, Pereira Celebroni. Good lord, I'm sorry for butchering these names. Also playing Mugenesect. Uh, hitting that second place. And then uh, Bruno Sermon taking first place with Arceus Intellion. Fun fact, the last time there was a regional in uh, Sao Paulo, Bruno won that one as well. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was 2019. I think they they had the mm -hmm. the regional there that year too. Uh, so Bruno, two time champion, absolutely killing it out there. So let's go ahead and start breaking down some of these deck lists here. Do we want to go ahead and start with the Whimsicott? Let's just get the yeah, you know, get the let's let's get the interesting one out of the way here. So for those of you that don't know, Whimsicott V Star, uh, its first attack, it's a psychic and two colorless, does 160 damage. And if you use that attack, your opponent cannot play any special energy or tool cards from their hand during their next turn. So essentially the idea is to turbo get that Whimsicott V-Star out, use that Trick Wind attack, and then just keep spamming that to prevent your opponent from attaching special energy. Now granted, things like Single Strike Roar and Elisa Sparkle will still work because those energies aren't being attached from the hand. Uh, so, you know, some decks have a way around it. Um, most of them do not. Arceus variants don't. Rapid Strike variants don't. Jolteon doesn't. There's a lot of special energy in the format, which is why we see Beedrill doing so good. Yeah. So I'm not surprised to see this doing so good, too. And it's, uh... You know, I'm just say as a rapid strike player, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Yeah, as a single strike player, this is like. <laughs> but I mean, I'm gonna be honest. It's cool, I guess, to actually see this card. It's like being played. Yeah, and it's doing well. Cause I don't know when I first looked at this card. I mean, I didn't think it was bad, but I kind of just moved on. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people did. I think right because. Well, I mean, if you're going to be playing V-Star, a lot of people are just like, why don't I just play Arceus, right? Yeah. And this list does play Arceus. Um, you know, while Whimsicott V-Star does have an interesting V-Star power in the form of Fluffball Star, uh, which allows you to attack any Pokemon on your opponent's board, 60 damage for each energy attached to the Whimsicott, that can be a deadly way to take out literally anything in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, this deck really more so relies on Arceus and Starbirth to help get the Whimsicott faster, which makes sense. But, you know, that's a lot of people's mindsets. So, like, yeah. if I'm going to play a V-Star, I just play Arceus. And they just kind of overlook this. But I saw this, 
And I saw Giratina EX from <laughs> from the X and Y era in its Chaos Wheel attack, which basically did the same thing, mm-hmm. except it had stadium, it barred stadiums too. So I'm just like, you know, I'm just in the corner, <laughs> like rocking back and forth, like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> not again. <laughs> it's oh. It's it's scary. It's very scary. It's, but you know, like I said, I'm not surprised. To, like Beedrill yeah. is doing very good for the same reason. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't this do good, right? True. And I don't know. I mean, it's scary. But I mean, the more decks that you get to see in the format is always just. It's nice. Oh yeah. No, that's always that's always a plus. That's like been my favorite thing about these past four weeks covering these different regionals. We've had different decks to talk about. All across the board. Uh, a lot more varied than I honestly thought we were going to be talking about at first. Me too, me too, because I remember Brisbane Regionals, and I was like, oh, great, there's four Mew VMAX in the top eight, and then the other four decks are all Arceus variants. Like, okay, great, this is our format. Yeah. And then Salt Lake happened, and then Liverpool happened, and then Sao Paulo happened, and we're just like, the entire time, we're just getting all these crazy weirdo decks this entire time, and just like... Yeah, Mew? yeah, this this format's good. Mew's <laughs> only taken one so far, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Mew VMAX did win Brisbane. Uh, again, shout-outs to Natalie Miller for that. Yeah. Highest placing Mew since then? Is this. Is yeah. right here at second, yeah. So what basically what we're seeing here is we're seeing a centralized meta. There's a clear best deck in the format, and everything is centralized around it. Yeah. And... Usually when I hear that, I'm like, oh, great. It's like you either play this or you counter it. And it's just like, on paper, it sounds like it's a boring format. But the way things have turned out here, where it's like, yes, Mew is the best deck in the format. And everything is trying to, everything, every decision you make about your deck is centralized around Mew VMAX. But there's been a lot more options to it than I could have ever expected. And I think that's largely due in part to Arceus, and I'm okay with that. But, I mean, at the same time, there wasn't an Arceus in the the deck that won Liverpool. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. This format's just... This this format's sick. It's crazy. I like this format a lot. Uh... I don't really have any other decks I really want to hit here besides the top one. The only one, actually, is the Strolteon deck, but we unfortunately don't have the list yet. Yeah, we don't have the list for that one. Uh, And I do like uh, Dalton's list here, the Arceus Urshifu list. Mm -hmm. Um, I took a look at it before we hopped on recording, and we're not going to do a deep breakdown of it, but it's essentially taking the same concept as... uh, Drew's winning Gengar VMAX list where you're just like forget all the single strike stuff just go Arceus Gengar uh, Dalton's done a similar thing here but with Arceus and Rapid Strike Urshifu say, hey, just drop all the Rapid Strike stuff I'm just going Arceus and Rapid Strike Urshifu I'm going to Arceus, I'm going to Trinity Nova power up the Urshifu, bring him in and either Gale Thrust or G-Max Rapid Flow, whichever is better for the situation. And I'm just going to go back and forth between the two. Yeah. Honestly, pretty sick. I like it. Um, I think it's a little weak to Mew, but I mean, hey, this man got fifth at a regional, and I'm just a guy talking on a microphone. So, hey, who's the, who's the expert here? Not me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's the only other list uh, that really caught my attention. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, check out Bruno's list before we 
cap off the news segment today. And, uh, yep, that's, uh, that's Arceus and Teleon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a lot to say, to say here. It's, it, it's, it's what you expect yeah, from an uh, Arceus and Teleon list. And I know we covered it a little bit when we covered Brisbane regionals in the last episode. So we're not going to go too in depth here. But it's, you know, your basic game plan of, hey, get the Arceus set up, get your Sobble set up, and then spend the rest of the game searching your deck for whatever cards you need. You're leaning into Arceus's bulk and trying to out-resource your opponent, right? So a pretty standard Arceus Inteleon list here. Um, nothing really sticks out, but... You know, if this is a list you're interested in playing, maybe check out this list. Yeah, check it out. I mean... It did win a regional, so yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's really solid. <laughs> and yeah, it took number one, so definitely something got something going for it. I will say, it plays the Dunsparce that takes away Colova's Pokemon weakness. I don't... Listen, no shade, but all the Arceus and Teleon players at Salt Lake City did not play that <laughs> And they all got dumpstered by... Yeah. Well, actually, they got dumpstered by Desert Storm, funny <laughs> enough, actually. Um, so that's my personal recommendation. If you're going to play Arceus and Teleon, there's literally no reason not to put the Dunsparce in the list, I don't think. There's enough fighting types running around between Galarian and Zapdos. After Liverpool, you're definitely going to be seeing Urshifus. And, of course, you know, the odd Desert Storm deck here and there. Yeah, but you're going to want to... Play the Dunsparce. You're going to want the Dunsparce. Play the Dunsparce. <laughs> But uh, no, that's all I have for the list, so I think that's going to wrap us up for Sao Paulo Regionals as well as our uh, new segment for today. Yeah, uh, really amazing. It's been awesome to have these regionals coming back. It, yeah, it's it's been fun keeping up with it. I've, it's literally been four weeks in yeah, a row of I've, regionals. I've gone and watched parts here and there for what I can, but mm -hmm. I've been just keeping up with updates on Twitter when the matches are happening, and yeah. it's just like... Wow. It was like, oh, somebody's playing that? Like, what's going on here? The funniest one was, I think, Salt Lake. They, that was the one you were watching live, I think. Uh -huh. And our, our Twitter group chat between us and some of our friends was just popping all day of failing me and like, oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, I was given the play-by-play -play in our Twitter group chat. I was like, guys, there's no Mew in top 8! <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Oh my God. Among other things, I mean, again, Operation Desert Storm. I'm not going to get over it. It's so good. It's so good. I need to build it. Actually, one of our guys at the at the local has it built. He hasn't brought it out, but he has it built. And I'm just like, come on, man. Let me see it. Let me see the power. But uh, yeah, no, it's been super fun covering these regionals. I think I'll, I'll have to check the schedule, but I think they're finally going to start I think the streak is done, and there's yeah. going to be like a week or two of silence before the next one. Um, I might have to fact check that. I don't know when EUIC is, because um, I know that's coming up soon. Um, in fact, that might actually be the next tournament we cover, uh, Europe International Championships in Frankfurt. Frankfurt, Germany. I've been there. Um, so whichever one comes next, you know, we'll be here to cover it. And... Uh, you know, give you our thoughts on the deck lists that are coming out. Yeah. But with that being said, you know, talking about regionals is fun and all, but uh, this is a Gym Leader Challenge themed episode, so I think it's time we get into that. Uh, we have our 60 card showcase coming up as per usual. 
This time we're going to be stepping out of the standard format for the first time and jumping into our very first gym leader challenge deck here on the episode. And uh, we thought there would, you know, for a gym leader challenge focused episode, there was really no better archetype to cover than grass. Yeah. When I brought this, I uh, wanting to do this like segment up for this episode. I told Phelan I wanted to make the 60 card showcase deck something that's really good, but is a kind of simpler deck to come into gym leader challenge piloting. Yeah. Grass far and away is, I think definitely, I mean, I don't want to say like, like straightforward for lack of a better term, yeah. but also just like really good for beginners. It's got a low skill floor, but a high skill ceiling. And uh, just in general, everything about the grass archetype kind of embodies what Gym Leader Challenge is all about. So I think it was a perfect list to cover for this Gym Leader Challenge episode. And I thought there was no better way to do it than by getting a list from Andrew Mahone himself, Tricky Jim, <laughs> uh, you know, practically the father of this format. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into it. So starting off our 60 card showcase, as always, if you check the episode description, you will see a link to a Google Drive down below. Uh, definitely check out that link in that Google Drive folder is a copy of every deck list we have ever covered here on the show, including the one we are covering for today's episode, what I like to call the Torterra Evolution deck. Uh, once again, this is a list that comes to us straight from uh, Andrew Mahone, again the father of Gym Leader Challenge. Basically, that you know, he yeah. basically created the format. I'm sure he didn't do it alone, but I mean, he's he's no, credited he with is, it. He's by far like pushed this format the most. Oh yeah, just oh yeah, he's really like he's not the only one doing content for the format. You know, uh, Team Fish Knuckles, Omnipoke. I mean, they do they do content for the format as well, but. They don't, they don't push it as far as this man does. So, uh, in fact, actually, I'll also leave a link to the YouTube video he made showing off this deck list. So if you want to see it in action, check out that YouTube video and uh, you can see how all of the cards work together. But if you are following along with us on the Google Drive and you're looking at this and are confused about what's going on here, just real quickly here, if you're not familiar with the Gym Leader Challenge format, it is a singleton format, meaning you can only play one copy of any given card, or rather, only one copy of each specific card in your deck, aside from basic energy, which is why you see ones under everything yep. And no, no rule box Pokemon, no VXs, GXs, EXs. Yep, we're all one prizers here, baby, and as the name implies, it's also monotype. Yeah. You can't mix and match types. You know, you've got to use Pokemon of one type, just like a gym leader. Yeah. And I, I do, just real quick, I love that, like, tying it into the games it that is, way. Yeah, it is an extra little flair to the format that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he it's funny, right, because uh, Andrew Mahone, he leans into that on the website. Yet another thing I'll leave in the episode description, there is a gym leader challenge website it has literally everything you want to know about the format. Yeah. As including like 
um, a bazillion sample deck lists yeah. that you can reference uh, one for every type at least um, so definitely check that out as well but he leans into that on the website he's like oh so you think you can be a dark type gym leader or whatever it's like super cool <laughs> his writing is really good but anyway um, so yeah that's gym leader challenge in a nutshell and that hopefully explains to all of you why they're every single card in this deck is a one of um, you know normally I say normally like we're going to change but you know we usually don't cover every single card in a deck list when we do the 60 card showcase we're definitely not doing it here No, it's we'd be here all day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to hit some of the highlights as always um, and you'll notice a lot a lot of cards spanning many different eras of the Pokemon trading card game. That's because the um, Gym Leader Challenge format pulls from the same card pool as Expanded. It's black and white all the way to the newest set uh, with its own ban list. Um, So, and really the only card that matters as far as the grass type deck goes on the ban list is Forest of Giant Plants. That card is broken. You just broken. You put the stadium in play, and Grass Pokemon can evolve whenever they feel like it. Completely broken, especially now that we have Torterra in the format. It's a good thing that card got banned. But let's go ahead and let's start breaking everything down. And we got to start with the Torterra, right? Brand new from Brilliant Stars for two energy, one Grass, one Colorless. Evo Press. You do fifty damage for each evolution you have on your board. If there's one thing, you're going to figure this out real quick, even if you're new to Gym Leader Challenge. If there's one thing grass types can do, it's evolve. <laughs> they can evolve and they can do it quickly. Mm-hmm. So, Torterra is like so, its stats are ridiculous. It's got 190 HP. It could very easily be doing like 200 plus damage on the second turn of the game. Granted, that's like perfect case scenario but you know you're able to do things like that because obviously we play a lot of search cards in this deck uh you know level ball or all these different types of pokeballs evolution intense evo soda we'll cover those more in depth later but you also play the sunshine grace grove isle from lost thunder which says uh once per turn you can search your deck for a grass type pokemon add it to hand and you also play the sunlit shell grottle also from brilliant stars uh same ability once during your turn you may search your deck for a grass type pokemon add it to hand so you know unlike a more traditional deck and i mean genuinely even some decks in gym leader challenger like this where you're like i gotta draw i gotta draw i gotta draw the grass type deck and be like i don't care if my hand is like three cards that i can't play right now i'm still gonna find the pieces i need yeah because that's what it's just what grass type does it's like it's honestly kind of like its own in-baked inteleon engine almost except it searches pokemon not trainer cards so um yeah if you were wondering how you're getting those evolutions into play got a lot of search options here yeah a whole lot a whole lot uh, but of course, you know, Torterra is not the only Pokemon we have in this list. And that's actually one thing I do really like about this is that it plays a lot of grass type starter Pokemon. Like this is almost exclusively starters, which is really yeah, sick. I think you're only missing like two gen here. Uh, trying to see. We don't have Meganium. We don't have Superior. 
and chestnut those are the ones we're missing chestnut i forgot about chestnut yeah unfortunately my my poor my poor gen 6 but anyway uh but yeah no it is one thing i like about the list is that it does run a lot of the starters and uh, venusaur and rillaboom are sick in this deck they kind of keep the party going as i like to say uh because they have two absolutely crazy abilities that basically makes energy a non-issue for this deck. Uh, Rillaboom's uh, ability, I'm trying to remember what it's called. I don't actually remember what it's called. Voltage Beat, that's what it's called. Rillaboom's ability, Voltage Beat, allows you to search your deck for two Grass-type energy and attach them to a Pokemon. Uh, Both energy have to go onto a single Pokemon, but that's not really the end of the world. So once during your turn, or yeah, once every turn you get to search your deck for two energy and put them into play, which is insane, right? So you're like, you're setting up your attackers, but you're also like just getting a, you're thinning your deck by two cards every turn, making your draws more consistent turn after turn after turn, which is sick. And if you felt like that wasn't enough energy for whatever reason, Venusaur's Jungle Totem ability says, as long as this Pokemon is in play, each of your Grass-type energy in play provides two Grass energy. So that turns Rillaboom's Voltage Beat effectively into a, a plus four, a plus four yeah. energy on your board. Broken. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely broken. And that synergizes really well, actually. You know, we have a couple of basic attackers as well in Shining Genesect and Zarud. Uh, they're not evolution, so they won't help Torterra with its damage output, but that's not really a problem. You know, this deck can kind of go in two directions here, and I like that. Uh, both Shining Genesect and Zarud have similar attacks uh, that does uh, base damage of some sort, 50 or 60, respectively, plus 20 for each Grass-type energy attached to that Pokemon. So, for example, Shining Genesect with three grass energy is a base 50 plus 20 for each plus 60 110 just for three energy right there but if you have jungle totem <laughs> yeah it's six energy attached and suddenly you're doing like like what 170 or something yeah. I, mean, I might be doing the math wrong but no like pretty crazy pretty much one shot numbers that gem leader uh, yeah exactly yeah. just just for going voltage beat attached for turn like, bro, what? <laughs> like, that's so broken. It's so good. And, uh, you know, like I said, the Zarud has a very similar attack. Uh, it does base 60 instead of base 50, but yeah. still very good. And uh, all that kind of good stuff. The, the last Pokemon I want to talk about before we kind of start jumping into some of the War Trainer cards is the Roserade. This is an interesting card. I didn't actually know this card existed. Good lord, how long? Like, I think uh, Tricky Jim made a video about grass types a couple months ago before Brilliant Stars came out. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, there's this Roserade from Black and White that says when you evolve into it, you can just get to search your deck for any card, by the way. What? <laughs> yeah, you evolve into the Roserade and you get to search your deck for a card literally any card if you were thinking you weren't going to be able to pull off these rare candy combos very consistently <laughs> nah roserite fixes that for you you're fine yeah exactly because you can just go like yeah la parfum search for rare candy 
then you can go like Grovile, Sunshine Grace, search for the stage two rare candy. Boom, I got my Rillaboom in play. Let's go. Like, bro, it's so insane. It's so good, dude. Like, yeah, that's crazy, actually. Yeah, it, and it's funny, right? Because I don't think, I, I think that's a card that, it, it, I, you know, people more versed in Gym Leader Challenge, please correct me if I'm wrong, but. As far as I know, that's a card that just kind of flew under everybody's radar until just before Brilliant Stars came out. <laughs> so, because uh, I didn't see that card play in any Crest deck up until, like, basically right before Brilliant Stars, right? Mm -hmm. So, Tricky Jim made a video on it, right? And he's like, dude, Lil Parfum is so sick. And he goes like, Lil Parfum searches, and this is before the Forest of Giant Plants ban, so he's like, yeah, search for Forest of Giant Plants, uh, search for this Pokemon Evolve, use this ability, search for this Pokemon Evolve, use this ability, search for this Pokemon Evolve, scoop up Net, Roselia, Forest of Giant Plants, Evolve into Roserade, search for another card, he's doing all this crazy stuff. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you need to chill! Like, this is broken, right? So, so... I like to think people discovering this card existed is the reason Forest of Giant Plants got banned. <laughs> that's just that's just a theory on my end, but like Jesus Christ, yeah, dude. I haven't seen that video, but you were you were acting that out. My eyes were just slowly getting bigger. Yeah, because you can see because you can see the plays. You know the plays, right? Yeah. So like, bro, it's so broken. It's so it's so disgustingly broken. <laughs> like, but no, it's very good for this deck. Like it, yeah. like. You know, being, I guess, in a way, it's kind of like a combo deck almost, right? Yeah. Like you're you're getting a lot of pieces. You don't, and it 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 filters into that idea of I don't need to draw into the pieces I need because I'll just search for it, right? So, I think uh, Roserade is a amazing fit in this thing. So good. If you're playing grass, I don't like, even if you're not playing this version of grass. No, if you're playing grass, I don't see just, why you wouldn't yeah, be running that. Just in general, you need, like, yeah, play the Lepar from Roserade. It's so good. And, uh, you know, before, I think before we go further, I think it's actually a good thing to note. This isn't the only way to play grass. Yeah. There's, and, and this will go probably for every type except for dragon and fairy i'd say like those are probably the only two types where you really only have like one one quote-unquote viable deck list let me be more accurate one viable deck list for dragon and one functioning deck list for fairy <laughs> uh, uh, that pains me to say fairy's my favorite type but that's neither here nor there um you know there's there's no one way to play any any deck in Gym Leader Challenge. Yeah. So this, we opted for this list for Grass just because it's the most common, you know, the evolution thing. It's it's very common. It's very... Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You're not going to, like, have to do a lot of figuring out with this list. It's, right, right. It's a low skill floor, yeah. but a high skill ceiling. Like, you're going to need to work to get its maximum potential. But, you know, there are other other ways to play grass. Like, there's a there's a list that does plays, like, a lot of bulky basic Pokemon. Yeah. And uses, like, a stage 2 Levani that boosts, or rather, uh, gives all grass-type Pokemon in play, like, resistance to attacks by 40, just in general. Yeah. Which is kind of silly. And then, you know, you play tool cards like Cape of Toughness and Fighting Fury Belt to boost your HP and all that kind of good stuff. So... Yeah, among other things. There's a lot of different ways to play grass specifically. So, you know, th th there's more we want to cover in this list before we sign off here. I'm making it sound like we're signing off, but... No. 
I, ju I just wanted to make that apparent. There, you know, this isn't. I'm referring to this as "quote unquote" the grass deck, but there's way yeah, there's more multiples of all. There's these so many different ways you can play a lot of types in Gym Leader Challenge. In fact, kind of brewing up my own special weirdo grass type deck, focusing on special conditions. Probably going to be trash because <laughs> you just evolve out of special conditions. You're just like, okay, whatever. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, there's like this. There's big basics. Grass has a spread archetype too, which is really sick. Um, so, and, and you can find lists for all of these on the Gym Leader Challenge website. Again, definitely go check that out. But uh, I just wanted to make that apparent before we continued. Um, but that being said, got a couple trainer cards I want to shout out here. Some very good ones. First one I want to talk about, Town Map. Good old Town Map. Oh, love me some Town Map, dude. I love that card. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Town Map just says uh, take all of your remaining prize cards and flip them. Just flip them. I remember, Make it to where you can see them. I remember like it was like three weeks ago, I think, that all... Me, you, and Dom went out to a uh, front line. Yeah, yeah. And y'all were playing a gym leader challenge while I was still re receiving my Mew deck. And you went town map, flipped your prize cards, and Dom like played through a turn, and then he looked back down and he was like, Phelan, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, Phelan, what are you doing with your prize cards? I gotta play town map, dude. <laughs> Get off my back. Oh, I love me some town map. That's a really cool card. A fun, fun card. And really good in this deck specifically, because there's a lot of pieces, so you're like... yeah. Okay, I need my Venusaur. I need my Rillaboom. Where's my little Parfum? You know, if any of that's prized, like you, yeah, you, you, you want to know. Town Map has a lot more value in Gym Leader Challenge than I think people initially think about, just because you're running one of of everything. You can your mm -hmm. key pieces can be stuck in there, and you don't have another chance of getting them. Yeah. So any card that does like prize card yeah. manipulation, Town Map, Peonia, Gladian, stuff like that is actually very valuable in this format because, like you said, you're only running one copy of each card, and if it's prized, you need to take a knockout. Otherwise, you don't get to use it. Yeah. So definitely, definitely something to consider. Uh, we've got a couple grass type specific cards. Uh, Netball. Search your deck for a basic grass Pokemon or a basic grass energy. Pretty straightforward reason as to why we run that. Revitalizer. Uh, search your discard for two grass type Pokemon. Add them to hand. So if something gets knocked out, you can just revitalize or get it back and start setting it up again. Um, I'm pretty sure I had a game where I had three different Torteras in the same game. Yeah. I just like kept re recycling them, putting them back in and setting them up again. Just to kind of give you the idea of the kind of potential this deck has. It's a little insane. Um, and another card I really like for this list is Gloria. Uh, Gloria, oh, and Bridget as well. They're kind of the same card. Uh, but Gloria specifically coming from Brilliant Stars, search your deck for three non-rule box Pokemon, and, or three basic non-rule box Pokemon, and put them on your bench. Very good in the early game for setup, especially with a deck like this where you need to fill out your bench, you need to get those yeah. evolutions going. Yeah, very powerful start card for Gym Leader Challenge. Yeah, and you you theoretically have two copies of this card in Bridget and Gloria. Yeah. They're worded differently because they're from different eras, but they effectively do the same yeah. thing with differently named cards. So you effectively have two of those in the list. Um, so... Got our boy in. Yeah, we got Shining in there. Over here. Oh, I love... 
listen, if you listen to episode three, you know we love us some ends. Yeah. So, I think the last time I played Gym Leader Challenge with Dom, he, we both had two prize cards. He's like, I'm going, I'm going for the risky plays, and he end us both to two. <laughs> I miss that so card. It's like in so much better than Marnie right oh, there. Oh, I miss that card, dude. It's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, you got your standard search cards: the level ball, nest ball, ultra ball, quick, quick ball, flag. timer ball to search your evolutions specifically, as well as evolution incense and Evo soda to you know get those evolutions going much faster. Yeah, got your rare candy, because obviously... Yeah, you want to get those stage twos faster, generally speaking. Yeah. Uh, Here's a, another card that shines in Gym Leader Challenge that you will, I guarantee you will never see in standard format. Pod Helmet. <laughs> I remember we were clowning on this card. I was like, why do they print this? Yeah. This does not do anything for any card in standard format. But uh, a gym leader challenge? Pile would be kind of. That'd be kind It'd go kind of crazy. It'd be kind of. It'd go crazy. It'd be like Fire Emblem. You know, the villagers, they put the pots on their head, right? Like, yeah. time to charge into battle. <laughs> you put a pot helmet on a Torterra, GG, bro. That Torterra effectively has an HP of 220 <laughs> on a one prizer. Yeah. In a singleton format with no rule box Pokemon. <laughs> Bro, it's broken. He tanking. He tanking, bro. Because his stats are already crazy. You just put a pot helmet on there, like, yeah, minus 30 for, like, everything you do to him? Yeah. Bro, it's over. <laughs> like, 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 GG, find your field blower or cry. Like, <laughs> for real. Gotta get the field blower. Yeah, field blower, tool scrapper, whatever you gotta do to remove tools. To, whatever it takes. Yeah, like, G, like, I mean, like you said, like, that's good in any gym leader challenge deck. Yeah. Bro, slap that on Torterra broken yeah i mean besides that you got a lot of like what pretty much seem to be gym leader challenge staples like vs seeker stone yeah vs seeker floatstone bird keeper um guzma boss research cynthia you know a lot of staples and i yeah i didn't want to go yeah, too deep. You'll see these a lot in pretty much whatever and, gym leader challenge deck you're playing. And, and in fact, actually, there is a section on the website that just yeah. is like, "Hey, here's a list of staples. You can literally just copy paste this, throw into PTCGO, and then build around it." Yeah, right. So we're not gonna go too deep in all these, and a lot of these are supporter cards that, or well, supporters and items that you might often see in the standard format. You know, like I said, research, Marnie, boss, quick ball, all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, don't need to go too no. deep into it. One thing I do want to mention before I think we're starting to get to the wrap yeah, up here. We're wrapping up here. The one thing I do want to mention here is our energy count. 12 wow. energy is standard, but there are no special energy. Now, granted, Grass has never had the best special energy. Yeah. I think every time they print a grass-specific special energy, it's always like, you can't be affected by special conditions, and like, that's it. Yeah. Which is kind of lame, but, um, you know, even things like rainbow energy, counter energy, aurora energy, might have their uses in other deck lists. Don't really in grass. You can't accelerate those with uh, voltage beat in this list. And... Uh, you know, a, a lot of the abilities and a lot of the search power requires the energy to be basic. Yeah. So I, I think it's important to note that that's why there's nothing but basic energy in here. 
you know, you don't need the double colorless because you accelerate energy so quickly anyway. No. So, like, you really don't need things like double colorless. So, just commit no. to the basic energy. Yeah. Swarm it onto your board with voltage beat. I can see maybe an argument for dropping, like, one or two capture energy or something, but I don't even really think it needs that. Yeah, actually, yeah, I could see that going, like, like 11 basic, one capture, yeah, because capture just, is just so good. And it and, doesn't really hurt you at all if you're just running one capture. I had, no, I just had to I had to look real quick to make sure we weren't playing Guzmahala. But, I mean, that's an option, right? Because, yeah. like, if you tech in the capture energy, then you can also find room for a Guzmahala. So you can search for special energy, stadium, and a tool card all right yeah. there. So you get, like, capture energy to start setting up a turret twig. And then off of the Guzmahala, you can also get, like, the pot helmet and turf field stadium. Yeah. So you can go attach pot helmet, turf field stadium search for Grottle or Torterra. Then. You see what I'm saying? Jim yeah, Challenge just has like all these crazy things, That's what I was about, to, things, what I'm about to say. What Phelan was talking about earlier, I know we're talking about, the, like, like you said, like this is the grass deck, but like already right there, it's still off of the same deck list. That's that's we a different already, direction yeah. you can take it in, yeah. right? And it's still like just insane, and it fill, fills into this deck's specific idea of just having a bunch of combo pieces that you search for, right? Yeah. So... It all it all works together. See, this is this is what we love about Gym Leader Challenge. But before we hop on over to the main discussion, which is what we love about Gym Leader Challenge, uh, good segue there. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you think of the deck list. Uh, obviously, this is one we have gotten from Andrew Mahone himself. Uh, unlike some of the other lists we usually feature on the show, yeah. this one isn't made by us. So definitely go check out uh, Andrew Mahone on Twitter. I think his handle is at EnjoyFriend. Either way, I will leave a link to it uh, in the episode description. Check him out. Check out his YouTube channel. Check out his Twitch streams. Send him some love. I mean, he's super, super awesome member of this community. And, you know, specifically bringing us the gym leader challenge format yeah he does a lot of really cool stuff a lot of really cool stuff and honestly some of the best ptcg content on yeah. on on the youtube i'm just gonna throw that out there hey is what it is but that being said reach out to us at damage counter on twitter.com damage counter podcast at gmail.com if you prefer email and while you're doing that while you're typing up that fancy email or tweet whichever we're going to pivot on over to our main discussion, and that's just Gym Leader Challenge. We're going to talk about why it's so special, what we love about it. We kind of covered it here in the we've, introductions. And yeah, here we've the, been talking about it throughout. Just basically, yeah, basically. Yeah. Been so themed, but, but that, it, well, exactly, that's the point. It's like the, the, the theme is Gym Leader Challenge. It's kind of hard not to lean into it in all segments. Uh, but that being said, we're going to kind of really get into it and break it down. And, uh, yeah, it's time for a good discussion. Yeah. Yeah, like we said before, you know, we've kind of been touching on the topic basically the entire podcast, but we wanted to leave some time here at the end to just kind of just talk about the format in general, just have a casual yeah. conversation about it, what makes it special, what we like about it. And well, you know, you know, for those of you that might be new to the format, similar to us, kind of going to give you a small breakdown of each type, things you might be able to expect or typical game plans you might expect from said types. 
that kind of thing, you know, to kind of give everybody a greater idea of what you're getting into for each specific type. Again, all of this information we're actually getting from the Gym Leader Challenge website. So uh, that, like I said before, the link to that is in the episode description. I strongly recommend you check out this website. I am referencing this thing constantly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah, very try, good resource. Yeah, when you're trying to get into this format for the first time, this website is honestly your best friend. It's amazing. Especially if you haven't been playing like especially if you like you jumped into it during like Sun and Moon or Sword and Shield and you don't have the context for like the black and white and the X and Y cards, this is very helpful for that. So definitely check out the website. Uh, like I said, the link is in the episode description. Well, let's go ahead and, and break it down. So I think a good place to start is like we mentioned in the card of the day. One of the best things about Gym Leader Challenge is that this format brings value to so many cards that would just otherwise be five cent bulk, just yeah. rotting away in a store, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's part of the cool part about it, too, is like you said, five cent bulk rotting away. This format is, for the most part, Dummy insanely cheap, cheap to uh, play. And like the grass deck, Phelan, you built it, the one we just covered. But how, how much do you think you spent? Uh, I'm trying to think. It wasn't too terrible. I should have I should have kept track of this for the show, knowing I was building it specifically for the show. It wasn't a lot. I paid like I got most of it at the local game store for like twenty twenty five dollars. Granted, I had to get some of the pieces online, and I and I will say, and I have to put this out there as a fair warning. I'm sure a few of the staples are. Yeah, a lot. Gym Leader Challenge has actually gotten popular enough that it is actually affecting prices on some cards, specifically some of the older ones. Um, so, like Chorus, for example. It's a supporter from uh, the black and white era. It says shuffle your hand into your deck and then draw a card for each bench Pokemon, both yours and your opponent. That can be an effective plus 10. Yeah. Right? So, that's a very good card to have in Gym Leader Challenge. As such, market price for that card has gone from like three or four dollars to like seven because it's a good card and expanded. You know, yeah. If if you come across the rare legacy player, it's a very good legacy too. Well, now it's good in gym leader challenge as well. So, you know, keep that in mind. Some of the staples have hiked up in price a little bit, but alternatively, because this is a singleton format, you only need one copy of that card. Yeah. And because there are so many cards that you can pull from, again, black and white all the way up Sword and Shield, oftentimes you can find an alternative. Colorus, again, for example, uh, if maybe you don't want to pay $7 for a copy of Colorus, you could instead get Erica's Hospitality, which I don't remember what set that came from, but it's like a Sun and Moon set. Not a very expensive card at all. At like less than a dollar, probably, for like the lowest rarity. And it says something similar. I think it's like you, uh, you can't play the card if there's like three or four or less bench Pokemon in play, yours and your opponent, something like that. But it also draws cards based off of bench Pokemon. So like there are alternatives yeah, to these it cards. It kind of gets you the same result. It, it, it yeah. kind of gets you the same result, exactly. So, you know, if, if you're building a list and come, you can come across a card that seems steep, I promise you there's an alternative. Another example, I don't know why. Like, I mean, I guess it's Gym Leader Challenge, but the Ivysaur in the list we just covered, mm -hmm. $15. I don't know why. I mean, I, 
comparing it to all the other Ivysaurs that you can play in Gym Leader Challenge, it is objectively the best one. So maybe that's why. And again, Grass is such a popular archetype that, like, I, I guess I get it. But, like, you know, you don't have to drop $15 on that Ivysaur. Yeah. Just get the one from Shining Fates. It's, like, less than a dollar. It's fine. You hardly ever use the Ivysaur anyway. It's fine. Which is also weird because, like, the Venusaur and the Roserade are, like, a dollar. <laughs> I don't get it, but... That's the power of expanded uh, yeah, exactly. Pokemon Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, all of that aside, it is still a very cheap format. Yeah, for the most part, you can build most of these decks for, like, I'd say probably sub $50. Yeah, definitely sub 50 for sure. Um, and, you know, honestly, just check your local game store. I guarantee you they have 90% of the deck in stock. Yeah, I guarantee. I so I, I've alluded to it. I think several times on the podcast. I I'm one of the poor souls that's trying to make fairy type work, right? And I've gone through a couple of different renditions. I've seen, you know, I tried building one of my own. I saw some ideas online, and I've tried them out. I have rebuilt that deck like three or four times, and each and every single time, I've been able to buy like ninety five percent of the deck at my local game store for like. Like chump change like it's not very expensive yeah. at all so yeah cheap good on the wallet that is uh definitely definitely one thing to appreciate about the format oh yeah for sure it's it's such a cool just like casual format like yeah if you play pokemon and you didn't like really want to go to your locals or do something like that or try to keep up with standard decks because you play so casually just you and your buddies build a couple of these and Getting together playing Pokemon every Friday night. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it is actually a really great social activity, too, actually, because you could also take the approach of, like, hey, I have all of this accumulated bulk. Let me see what I can do with it. And nine times out of ten, just by going through your own bulk, de obviously, depending on how much you have, you're going to come out the other end with a pretty solid deck. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it may not be like, Oh, go win the full games 1K gym leader challenge event type. But, like, you know, it, it, it's still just going to be, like, decent, though. Like, it, it would be kind of hard to build, like, a no. bad gym leader challenge deck. Honestly, what I just thought of, and what honestly would be really fun, is, like, doing a game night where, say, like, me and you or some couple other people got together and we each just bring our bulk piles. Yeah. We, each, we each pick a type, and then we just go through our own bulk right there to build the Gym Leader Challenge deck. And then you just go. Yeah. So not even following any kind of lists or anything. Mm -hmm. Just like, you just sit down, and you're like... You just try to make it work. Yeah, what, what can I... Almost like a mini draft experience where you're like, this is what I have access to. Let me see what I can do. Yeah, so that... And, and I mean, you know, just because of the accessibility of this format, you're able to do something like that. You wouldn't be able to do that with standard, not without having like an an insanely neutered experience, right? So like, but Jim Leader Challenge, no, you just go right ahead and boom, there it is. You got it right there, and it, you know, I, I think that speaks to the accessibility of this format. Yeah. And even if we take that a step further, a lot of times 
you could build a pretty solid deck just with Sun and Moon and Sword and Shield cards. I mean, obviously, I would recommend, you know... Yeah, I mean, there's a couple... Explore every possible scenario, or every possible set, but, like, if all you have on you is, like, base set Sun and Moon all the way up to the newest Sword and Shield expansion, I guarantee you can build something good. Something pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... This is just a it's just a really cool casual format that's fun to like Phelan and I were talking earlier before the show started a little bit or maybe on the show. It's like showing up early to tournaments and it's like, hey, uh, let's get a game in, sit down. Maybe you don't want to play your standard deck right now because you're about to go play like seven or eight games in a row. With yeah. That. So you sit down, pull out a gym leader challenge deck, really good low stakes game just to sit down and have fun mm-hmm. after tournaments in the middle, or like we said, getting over with your friends, just, and it's, it's a different kind of game boy experience too, because you know, we've had multi prize Pokemon in the format since black and white next destinies. I don't even know how many years ago that was, but practically Mewtwo EX changed this game. We have not had a just pure one prizer format since that set came out. Which is crazy. It is cra- it. It's crazy to think about. It really is. And I, well, that I was going to say I would not be opposed if we went back to one prizers only, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, but, so it's, it's a different experience, right? Yeah. Where it's just one prize. I'm only going to take one prize. The only way you're taking multiple prizes is if you're playing something like a, a spread deck. Attack, yeah, yeah you, you got a spread deck. You've got an attack that says take extra prizes for whatever reason. You know, you're taking multiple prizes the old-fashioned way. Yeah. By absolutely just destroying your opponent. Swinging. Swinging. Yeah, exactly. Swinging. You know, but, so uh, taking three prizes in a turn in this kind of format... You're doing you're you're like making That's, you're making the highlight reel. Yeah, for sure. It's I mean, it's just insane. Like it's I mean it's like we talked about with the card of the day. It's it's a format where cards that you don't think are like good or viable and standard you come back and look at it in the light of this format and you're like, wait. Yeah. This kinda broken. Yeah, yeah, this go this go crazy. Let's go crazy. Um and you know, and I, and I kind of want to lead that into another thing that I've found to really enjoy about this format is that, like we said in the 60-card showcase, there is no one way to build a deck for any type. Again, maybe Dragon. Maybe. That's just because of their weird energy cost, and that's just kind of yeah. what it is. I mean, there's... the. There's different variations you can do, I'm sure, but you probably it's probably very tight. It's, on, it's like, incredibly tight, yeah. What you can run. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that little caveat aside, there's no right way to build a deck for one yeah. type, right? As long as you're Pokemon or having synergy with each other... Mm-hmm. And they're the same type. You're good. Like you're good to go. And well, my favorite thing about that is that it gives you the player the ability to express yourself through your deck building. Yeah. And I absolutely love that about this format. Right. So, you know, to give, uh, I'll give a more clear cut example before I kind of get into my own personal example. But a more clear cut example is that if you look at either colorless decks or dark type decks, right? Because they're both similar in the way that, okay, colorless has an archetype where it's it's colorless, colorless control, 
your typical stuff you know you got your ancient trait bunnelby from primal clash i think it is you know you've got your uh pidgeotos i think from ultra prism you know the typical colorless control shenanigans we've seen uh throughout the past several years but you also have a colorless deck with all of these big basic big evolution colorless pokemon with insane stats that do crazy damage and oh yeah here's a porygon z that says you can attach as many special energy from your hand as you want during a turn basically rain dancing yeah rain dancing. special special energy into play and it's just like whoa slow down <laughs> slow down what do you mean you attach a powerful colorless a double colorless a triple acceleration a, all this energy in the same turn right like it's it's crazy right so but like those are two wildly different archetypes yeah in that same type right yeah and like obviously like your you know your trainer lineup changes and all that kind yeah, of depending, stuff, depending on what specifics you need but but it's just the idea that's like you get to express yourself as a player in your deck building so to kind of bring that into my own personal example uh, remember before I mentioned I'm, it was kind of wanting to build my own grass type deck yeah. that focused on special conditions and that kind of was birthed from the fact that we're like okay we want to cover a grass type deck here on the, on the show and I started looking around naturally I tried to build it first before I realized I just couldn't beat Mahone in his own game um, but you know I started seeing like okay this Butterfree causes status conditions when you evolve into it this dust talks causes status conditions when you evolve into it. We've got scoop up net. We've got the butterfree line or the the Caterpie and Metapop from like Flash Fire that can evolve on turn one. They break the rules of evolution. Yeah. So I could scoop up net the butterfree and then do it again the next turn, and then you know it could go further and play things like Super Scoop Up or Ace Roller or whatever. But then there's this dust tox that basically does the same thing, but with different statuses. So I could also throw in a de-evolution incense or a de-evolution spray. So I can go evolve into dust tox, poison and paralyze, de-evolution spray, pick them back up. That way I got them for next turn. All this crazy, like all these different ideas were coming into my head, right? Because, and I think, uh, what episode was it? Episode four, where we did the play style discussion. Yeah, that would have been four. It, it, you know, if you listen to our discussion on playstyles in episode four, you'll know that that weird technical, I'm going to do all this crazy stuff and, you know, basically, it, it's kind of hard to describe, but obviously, yeah. like, picking up and putting Pokemon back down in a singleton format to disrupt and cause status yeah. conditions, that's right up my alley. Whereas I look at, you know, Torterra Evolutions, yeah, it's a great deck, don't get me wrong, and I, I, I love playing it, but that's a, you know, it's a little bit more straightforward, it's a get in there and just, just <laughs> beat somebody up, like, as fast as you can. You know, it's hitting my play style a little different. So, I, I'm able to just, like, it is, it is funny that still in typical Phelan fashion. Also, yep, it's, yep. it's status conditions which are kind of trash. When I was putting it together, I was just like, "Oh, this is so sick, dude!" Because I could just, yeah, I could just do this and this, and I could do it next turn. I could practically paralyze lock somebody or something <laughs> like. This is so sick, dude. And then I was like, "Wait, this is gym leader challenge." There are so many evolutions in this game. You just evolve and get rid of all the special conditions. I'm just like. I'm sad. <laughs> like, like, why? I got the 
I got to stun you once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I got to stun you, and then you just evolved and got out of it and attacked me anyway. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, it is what No, it is. but still, it's just... It, it goes to show. Yeah, you can have, like, whatever you want to play in this format. You can probably figure out a way to make it work. Exactly. If you have an idea, like, you, like, I mean, like I said, I was just like, special conditions. That's what I want to go for. If you have an idea, you can just go for it. Yeah. Like, and, and it's going to be pretty realistic. Let me put it to you this way. And, and actually, this, this will be a good transition because I did want to kind of go over each type and kind of give some basic strategies that you might see in each type. So I think this will be a good transition. Uh, lightning type. Often, you know, in when you're watching Lightning and Gym Leader Challenge, typically very aggressive. It has some of the best spread in the format, and it also has some very just really good attackers just in general. But you can also build a control deck. Yeah. And lightning. And you I mean, it's just like, dude, what? <laughs> this aggressive archetype and you're telling me I can build a control deck out of this? Like, what is going on here? So, yeah, it just goes to show the... Just how you're able to express yourself in your deck building in this game. Yeah, for sure. Or in this format. So how about you say... Let's go ahead and start breaking down some of these types. So... I think we could just start with grass. I mean, I know we covered it a lot in the uh, in the sixty card showcase, but grass. Like I said, the the list you will most commonly see from grass is the deck list we covered, where it's just get a bunch of evolutions and a bunch of energy into play and just swing as hard as you can, as fast as you can. Very common archetype from grass, but you'll also see like. A big basics approach where they're not trying to evolve they're just trying to bench a pokemon and have a big guy to hit with and you'll also see although this is admittedly rare uh grass does have a spread archetype yeah and i will say actually spread is something to consider when deck building because about half of the types have a good spread archetype and the other half don't and then there's like a small portion of archetypes that have like a bench barrier type thing. Yeah. Like like fighting, psychic, fairy, and water, I think, are the only ones that have bench protection. So like because spread is a pretty reliable approach in this format, that's something you always want to be thinking of. Uh, so just keep that in mind. But um yeah, grass is typically just your yeah. straightforward combo deck. Very big, heavy. Yeah, you you ramp up evolutions, ramp ramp energy, and you just go for the big swing, right? Uh, That's that's typically what you'll see from uh, from grass types. Um, Fire, I think, is the only one. We'll we'll cover fire next. I think is the only one I haven't really, really like pinned down yet. I mean. uh... I'm sure for the most part it leans into just fire in general. Big speedy attacks that you take a big cost yeah, for the, to do. Yeah, yeah. The, the typical fire thing where it's like you set up fast, but like the longer the game goes on... Yeah, the, the worst positions you're going to be putting yourself right, in. Right, right. You know what, you're probably right on that because I know one of the lists on the website... Um, 
the whole idea behind the list is reusing welder and blacksmith as yeah. often as you can. Mm-hmm. So like you use it, maybe VS Seeker it back the next turn, and then try to get it back with something like Lusamine or with something in yeah. Like you try to recycle those supporters as much as you can. That way you can kind of keep your yeah, energy keep going, going, be self-sufficient, quote unquote, that type of thing. Um, while I wouldn't attribute this play style specifically to fire, I th- to my knowledge, fire is the only archetype that has like a solid competitive mill strategy. Yeah. So if you're into mill, maybe look at fire. But it's also got like really other cool tools. Like like one of my favorites is the Delphox. I listen Gen Six. I'm I'm Fennekin gang out here. So like the fact that Delphox is a staple in all the fire decks makes Pretty me happy. High. It has an ability that just says draw until you have six cards in your hand once per turn, which is pretty sick. Yeah, amazing. It's amazing for this format, right? So it's a staple, and you have a Ninetales that can gust on an ability. Um, you've got the Mac Cargo, which can you can search your deck for any card and put it on top of your deck. Well, There's a lot of really crazy options as far as fire types go. Yeah. Um, I would probably... Well... It's definitely one of the more versatile archetypes, I'll say that. There's a lot of things going on in a lot of different directions you could take fire. Yeah, fire's actually pretty good at being an all-arounder. Mm-hmm. Just with high costs, usually, to serve that purpose. Right, for sure. And then, you know, coming off of fire, I think, is probably what most people would consider the best general type in the game being water. And that makes sense when you think about it. I uh, I might have to fact check this, but last time I checked, uh, just in general for like the video games, water is the most represented type out of all Pokemon created. That's why IGN had to knock down. Uh, <laughs> too much water. Too much water. Uh, sons. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it, it goes without saying that water yeah. is. Water's pretty crazy. It's an insanely versatile I mean, lo- list. Looking into our actual standard format right now, what engine is running at least <laughs> like two thirds of most of the decks running around yes, right now? Would, would you like to have Inteleon engine in uh, Gym Leader Challenge? Yeah. Because uh, you got to play Water type to do it. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's so good. But yeah, so that that's one thing. You have like this insanely good search option even if you can only have a one 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 line yeah you can still get a lot of use well, out of that i mean there's a lot of water pokemon and support that just have like awesome search and draw too yeah, yeah there's a lot of good draw too um but yeah this is this is why i say like water is easily one of the most if not the most versatile uh in the entire format i mean you have your standard rain dance thing where you have all these different Pokemon that can just no. attach as many energy as you want. No, no. And then all of these different Pokemon that have the Hydro Pump attack, which does more damage based on however many energy is attached. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking for a beatdown kind of strategy, Water's got you covered. If you want spread, Water has one of the best spread decks in the format because you have access to Amazing Rare Kyogre. Which, granted, has like this weird energy cost of like water, colorless, metal, lightning. It's like really weird, but yeah. But you can still if you get it set up, you just go yeah eighty to everything on the board. Yeah, which is <laughs> basically GG at that point. 
And I want to say, because I just actually looked over and looked at these sample lists a little bit closer, and I just think it's funny because both of them are running the Inteleon engine. Oh, yeah. No, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good, dude. But, uh, you know, that, that's not even it. Like, if you want to, you want to take extra prizes? Yeah. Yeah, water can do that. Water can do it. Uh, ancient trait Articuno? Yeah, you you knock something out with that? Yeah, water can take extra prizes. Yeah. Easy. It's crazy. You uh, want to play a control deck? Guess what? Water's got a pretty good control deck too. I mean, like it's so versatile. Like if you if you want any option to consider when deck building, play yeah. play water. It's so good. It's so good. So you already kind of talked about lightning here. Do we want to move? Just yeah, I basically covered lightning. It's yeah. got probably one of it. It's up there in like top three spread decks. Yeah, like because it's got the amazing rare Raikou, which can do 120 to the active and then 120 to a bench Pokemon. It's like a targeted spread, not like a general spread. And then, you know, it's got a pretty good beatdown archetype. It's got a pretty good control archetype. Then we move on to Psychic. Psychic is so weird. Uh, it's crazy. It's very crazy. So I think, uh, actually, yeah, it says that specifically on the website, Psychic is probably up there is one of the hardest archetypes to play just because like there's so much weird stuff going on i mean psychic types in general are known for having weird effects yeah that you kind of it's weird stuff so you kind of have to play around that and piece together all these weirdo cards together to make a list work but psychic is up there again up there with water and lightning for having some of the best spread potential in the entire format, I would almost argue to say Psychic Spread is probably the best because it's doing damage counter spread. Yeah. So the only bench barrier mon that can protect from that is ironically the fighting type one because it protects damage and damage counters. Um, so you basically just get past bench barrier if you play Psychic and want to do spread. But you also have some of the most disruptive cards. Yeah. You've got uh, the Wobbuffet that says as long as it's active, only Psychic-type Pokemon can have abilities. You have Garbiter, which says as long as this Pokemon has a tool card attached, no Pokemon has abilities besides Garbiter, which is crazy. I mean, look at the grass deck we covered in the 60 card showcase. Yeah, that you turn on Garbotoxin, two thirds of your engine. You got no voltage beat, you got no jungle totem, you got no uh, energy transfer on the shining genesect, no laparfum. Bruh. Like, <laughs> yeah, Garbotoxin yeah, is really good. crazy. Surprisingly, abilities are actually, like, insane in Gen yeah. Leader Channel. Like, it's actually, like... There's some dumb... You got the Giratina that never goes away. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just, like... Comes out of the discard, goes into play, goes into that psychic spread deck actually, which is super sick. <laughs> yeah. And again, you have the Dragapult where it says if you want to attack it, you have to flip heads on a coin flip, yeah. otherwise you do no damage to it. Which so you have like all these crazy like disruptive options, but also really good spread that just ignores bench barrier. Psychic is crazy. Psychic is kind of cray cray. It's difficult to play, but you know. It's easily one of the most disruptive and one of the most powerful lists in the format. Yeah, it's. I think like once you get a solid list for it, 
It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to get around. Because, like I said, uh, I decided the deck I'm making psychic, and I sent Phelan the list, and it's pretty crazy. Bro, I looked at it. I was just like, wait. Wait, that's not that's that's yeah. illegal. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely hard to try to make this deck, but when you find you a list that works, it's oh, it's gonna work. It's and gonna I think work. actually, if I remember correctly, I'd have to fact check this, but if I remember correctly, I think the very first Full Grip Games Gym Leader Challenge 1K, I think was won by a Psychic deck, or it might have been the second one actually. But either way, Psychic did win a Full Grips Games yeah event, so. Don't 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 sleep on it. Don't do it. <laughs> so next up here we got fighting, which I mean fighting. Fighting's, fighting's got some sauce, dude. Fighting, fighting's got some sauce. I mean, so uh, yeah, friend of the show, and we've mentioned him a lot recently, uh, Dominic. You know, I we told he's getting back into the Pokemon TCG, and we told him about Gym Leader Challenge. He's like, dude, that sounds like the hypest thing ever. I'm building it. And he played a lot in, like, the early Sun and Moon era, so he knows, you know, Stack-Taka, Buzzwall, uh, freaking Garchomp, Lucario, Precognitive Aura, which is just the most broken thing. <laughs> as long as you have Garchomp in play, once per turn, you can search your deck for any card. Bruh, what? Bruh. Like, now granted, fighting types... One of the big weaknesses of the fighting type archetype is that it struggles with consistency. Yeah. Because of the archetype is like so focused on just dealing as much damage as possible. If it was consistent too, that would be scary. Yeah. But uh, you throw in precognitive Aura Lucario. Well, would you just give them gym leader challenge? Because usually they give you a couple like drops every cup, you know, like every rotation right, right. of support for fighting. Yeah. Or you know decks like that. So when you throw it in gym leader challenge, where you get access to all of them. Yeah, you're slowly getting more and more tools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you you get access to more tools over time, and other decks get that too, but. Fighting makes you it really it. scary. You really yeah. feel it in fighting, because you know you have strong energy from the X and Y era, which says if it's attached to a fighting-type Pokemon, they do 20 extra damage. Uh, there's a lot of really good one-prizer fighting-type single-strike Pokemon, so you could realistically run single-strike energy, and it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Um, they went in a different direction with Sword and Shield, but then you got Stone Fighting Energy, which says if it's attached to a fighting-type Pokemon, you reduce damage by 20. Which has thrown off some math for me. I played against Dom, and he just threw one of those on there. I was like, well, now I can't KO you. This is bull. Like, what yeah. is this? So, I mean, fighting's, you know, what it lacks in consistency, it makes up for in basically everything else. Yeah. It's, it's a little more limited than most of the other types we've covered so far. Fighting's pretty much... Uh, I'm, it's fighting. It's, it's a one-trick pony. You you go in, you do big number. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Big swing. Yeah, big swing. Big swing. Big swing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so you're not going to see as much variation with these lists. But I'm yeah, gonna... there, there's a couple different ways to approach it. Um, you'll either see like the the low maintenance attackers like Dawn Fan or Wizcash that attack for one energy. At the expense of, like, you know, they'll do a lot of damage, but the expense is that you're doing spread damage to yourself, um, which your bench barrier can't protect from because it explicitly states opponent's attacks. So, uh, you know, that's your drawback there. But the other side is to it, you get these big, beefy Pokemon with these high energy costs 
but you play the like one I, I'm trying to think of I think the only Pokemon that accelerates fighting energy is uh, Colossal yeah. I think it's from Vivid Voltage I think, I don't remember what set it's from but uh, it's hard generator ability allows you to accelerate a fighting and a fire energy at the same time from your discard pile. So the idea is that you get these big, beefy, maybe not basics, but a lot of basics and, and evolutions, these big, beefy mon that, you know, don't hurt your bench, but have higher energy costs to boot. You know, you, you get the Colossal to kind of help set them up faster and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, fighting is a uh, big swing burr. <laughs> big swing go but, but But listen, when that big swing burrs, Listen, it's practically game over. Like they just one shot everything and it's just like Stop, he's already <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah, but next up on the list here we got colorless, which I think personally is one of the scariest It's really of scary the gym yeah. leader challenge uh types you could pick. Yeah, the the attacking variant got second place at the Brilliant Stars one K. So, and, and we, we talked about this before, or we, I mentioned it yeah. a little bit earlier. You've got your attacking variant, you've got your control variant, but because colorless Pokemon only need colorless energy, I, I think there's a lot of unexplored territory here. Yeah, well, colorless, personally, I find it very scary because colorless has always been, like, really good... Which they can be battlers, but I'm saying like support Pokemon here because you can slot them into any deck. Mm -hmm. So if you're building a deck and you choose colorless, you have so many like crazy options to choose from because you're like these have always been like the Pokemon to help support your types of decks without hurting you. Right, because they can take yeah. any type of energy naturally. They feel better as support mods. So you have that. You're right there. Because like we mentioned before, the Porygon Z that can rain dance or just accelerate it, whatever special energy into plays you want. You have the Sinchino that we've mentioned several times. Discard one, draw two. Really good. You have the Barrel yeah. from Brilliant Stars, Industrious Incisors, draw until you have five cards in your hand. All of these really great support potential mons. Yeah. As well as the big beefy beat sticks or the mons that um, can kind of control the battlefield and whittle away at resources while getting your own back. Like, yeah, yeah there's a lot of potential with control and or, uh, colorless. Colorless, I mean. and, yeah. And all these colors, like, usually when you get special energies that are, like, bonus energies and whatnot, they're colorless anyway, so... Yep, yep. You take advantage of basically any special energy in the format, which yeah. is funny to think about. Um, and to really kind of... To, to kind of lean on that idea, um, you'll kind of have to dig a little bit to find this uh, this deck list, but uh, one of the blog posts on the Gym Leader Challenge website covers an interesting approach to colorless. They call it the, the rainbow list, which plays a bunch of different basic energy types, and it has a bunch of attackers as it's like, like the Smeargle, it says, reveal X amount of basic energy from your hand. It does X amount of damage for each different type of energy. Or the Ho-Oh that says, this attack does more energy based on each different type of basic energy attached to it. 
kind of going with that rainbow yeah. approach, which is super sick. That sounds really funny, actually. If I if would I get around to building colorless, that's the list I'm building. <laughs> that's so cool. And one one last thing, just because you, just because you have it pulled up here on the on the website, and I was reminded of this. Even though this is a no rule box format. Colorless is like the only type that can actually pull off a GX attack. <laughs> oh, are you seeing it? Yeah. So towards the tail end of the Sun and Moon era, they printed these item cards that could be attached as tools. Like Flyenium Z here. And it basically says if the Pokemon this is attached to has the air slash attack, if they meet this energy requirement, in this case for colorless, they can use the GX attack printed on this tool card. That's not a rule box Pokemon, and that's not a rule box trainer. So it is allowed. <laughs> you are allowed to just throw out a GX attack in the colorless list. Which is the craziest <laughs> thing to me. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's so, very dumb. So if you're building colorless, maybe play around with that. <laughs> so stupid, I love it. Yep. All right, so next up here we got Dark, which personally I think is a very cool typing in Gym Leader Challenge. You get access to kind of a lot of cool shit to do. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, I think out of all of the archetypes, I would probably say Dark is the most disruptive. Yeah. There's a lot of this. I mean, it's very similar to Colorless in that you can go just a full-out attacking route You've got a lot of really great attackers in the dark type arc, uh, in the dark type deck. But yeah, dark is definitely an interesting type. Uh, you know, it's very similar to colorless, where you can just go with this big swing dark type attacking deck. This dark type has some crazy attackers, uh, specifically the Guzzlord that says if you knock out a Pokemon using this attack, you take like an extra prize card, which is. Taking an extra prize card in GLC is uh, very Pretty good. powerful. Yeah. Very good. Um, and in fact, actually, that Guzzlord attacking deck is actually what won the last full grip games 1K. So uh, don't sleep on it. But you also have a disruption approach, which is the approach I decided to take with my dark type list, just because I felt, again, it's the whole, like, yeah, I could do... You know, big swing, take extra prize cards, and I'm like, that's kind of straightforward. I mean, well, it's not straightforward because getting that set up is really hard. But you know, once yeah. you get it set up, it's but just swing, take two prize cards, swing, take two prize cards. Me, I'm like, nah, I want to, I want, I want the big thinky. Well, I, want I think the big thinky. I actually it. think disruption in gym leader challenge is really interesting, just because it's so much more effective. Mm -hmm. Because because the single yeah, it's one of yeah. So. so if you discard something or shuffle something away, it's just like they're gonna have it's to go a through lot harder to try to get it back. They're gonna yeah. have to go through so much to get it back. That's right. So you know if you lean into that and you basically force your opponent out of like no, you're not gonna play that card or no, you're not gonna do this thing or no, you're not gonna have abilities. Deal with it. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, if done right, it, it can be difficult to deal with, uh, which is why that's the approach I went with for my dark type deck. 
Arian Weesing is so broken in this format. <laughs> I thought it was only broken in standard. I was nope. just like, bro, there can't be that many abilities in Gym Leader Challenge. Nope. So many There's abilities. A lot. So many abilities. Gym Leader Challenge. It's so crazy. I know. So next up here, we got Metal. Metal, take a guess. What do you think Metal's going to do? I mean, I would assume it's controly for the most part. A little controly, and it's just going to sit there and just eat. Eat damage. Yeah, a little That's controly it. eat <laughs> damage, and then, like, after eating damage for two turns, it uh, OTKs you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> exactly. In fact, actually, that's exactly it, basically. And I, I think, like, I like this a lot. Like, I I played the Luke Metal Zation yeah. back in the day. I love these tanky Healy, healing yeah, archetypes. Really cool. Um, and Metal really is good at that. Like, there are so many damage reduction cards for Metal. Yeah, a lot of damage reduction. Some solid uh, search with, like, the Jirachis. Yeah, I yeah, I remember yeah. having to deal with... God, <laughs> Team Stella, of Jirachi. He's still a wish. wish. So good. So good. So, yeah, that's an option. We do have a skateboard. Yeah, a skateboard yeah. in this format. So we can abuse that like we did into the team-up days. Oh, I missed that engine. Honestly, it's so good. But um, yeah, so it's I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. You just tank damage and, and basically you punish your opponent for not being able to one shot you. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't get the one shot. OK, well, I'm going to heal all this damage. You have to start over. And oh, yeah, by the way, here's like 220 damage. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> by the way, it's been five turns. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Swing for my final price card. Yeah. So that's an option. You do have more aggressive lists as well. Yeah. Uh, metal has like your standard big, beefy, big energy attack uh, Pokemon. So if you want to go that direction, you can. You've got the Galarian Berserker, which boosts metal type damage by like 20. Um, so that's an approach you can do, but most commonly you'll see just a tank, a tanking archetype where it's like, yeah, you're not going to one shot me and I'm going to heal. So, uh, yeah, just try again. Try again. <laughs> better luck next time. Yeah, better. Yeah. Yeah. Try again next turn. We'll see how this goes. And I'm definitely, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on whether or not I want to build that or lightning next. I'm not sure yet, but we'll see. I want to do psychic. I still really want to do dragon because I love dragons. Dragon is super interesting. <laughs> it's a headache to look at. It is. It is because if you know dragon type Pokemon in the Pokemon TCG and the fact that this is a monotype format, and you're thinking like, you know, if I fill out a standard Pokemon line of dragon types in my deck, how am I going to consistently find the energy for it? Like, yeah. that's the question you're asking yourself yeah. as the dragon type player. Yeah, they've always made dragons kind of crazy. So to compensate for yeah. the fact that, like, you have these weird energy costs that yeah. take multiple energy. So it's you can't really just pick out like you can go through the list and pick out a whole bunch of dragons because you're going to run into a lot of inconsistencies very quickly. Thankfully, we've had a lot of really good multi-type special energies printed throughout the years. You know, Rainbow Energy, Aurora Energy, Double Dragon Energy, which is one of the most broken cards I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, all these different, like, unit blend energies, as they call them, counter energy, if I haven't mentioned that one. And then, of course, you can run... Yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. Yeah. And 
they've always printed enough dragons that throughout the whole set like list we have access to you can find enough dragons that match yeah, the, the, yeah there's some the overlap yeah for yeah. sure and then you can run a small selection of like basic energies to kind of round out yeah the, the attackers that run might, a couple odd ones in there or something. Yeah, yeah for the attackers that may not attack for very much like the gudra mm -hmm. i think from fusion strike i think it is where it only attacks for water and a psychic yeah it only does 120 damage but i think it's still respectable um but yeah dragon is essentially i don't want to call it exodia but that's it's kind of what when, it is if a dragon that gets online uh Pretty much nothing you can do. It's, just gonna... it's, it's exactly yeah. that. The dragon deck gets set up, and it's like, okay, now that they're set up, they one-shot me every turn. Yeah. Every single turn, they are taking a one-hit KO. So if you don't punish the dragon player for failing to set up, the game becomes a ticking time bomb. Because it's like, okay, the dragon player has now been rewarded for playing immaculately and getting set up. They are now allowed to one shot whatever they want, <laughs> yeah. basically. Which is oh dude, it's so it's, super it's, cool. it's fun to watch and really scary to go against. And I think the best example I can actually reference people to go watch the most recent uh full grip games 1K. The very first game they had on stream was Dragon vs. Metal. This deck that's really hard to set up. But does a lot of damage versus the deck that's meant to tank and heal. The metal deck didn't get set up. They got their big guys out, but they couldn't do anything. <laughs> the dragon player got set up, and even against the metal deck, one shot, one shot, one shot, one shot. It was a crazy game to watch. And it's literally the first game on the stream, so go find the VOD on Tricky James' channel. It's literally the first game on that stream. Watch it, and you will see what I mean. When the dragon player gets set up, it's just boom, 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 boom. Like, oh my god, it's scary. It's really it's, scary. Dragons are very scary. Yeah, you gotta look out. You gotta look out. It's gonna be the second deck I try to make, probably. It's most a, likely. It, it, it's up it there. It seems like a lot of fun. Like, yeah, inconsistent, yeah. but probably, like, get online, and you're just like... You're like, GG, shake my hand. Yeah. But, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically a, a basic archetype or like a most. basic rundown. Do you want to end us off here with an honorable mention for fairy? Because they don't actually include it on the website. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I was going to top us off on that. It pains me to do this, but I'm going to give, I'm just going to read out to you the note on the website about fairy type Pokemon. And I do this because here's the thing you have to realize about fairy type Pokemon. We're not getting any more. We're not getting any more and there weren't any in black and white. Yeah. So literally every other type has like 16 plus sets to work from that fairy type does not. Yeah. Fairy type uh, like on inception of the format being made was already power crept out of the format. Yeah. So while yes, there are options for fairy type players. I mean, I've, I've been working with it and there are some very dedicated people in the tricky gym server and the discord server. I mean, I will say one guy has actually taken a fairy type deck and has beaten Andrew on stream. And that is actually in the video that's already linked in the episode description. So, I mean, if you're stubborn like me and want to make the fairy type deck work, you have options, but just understand that like, 
even with that list, I think it's as optimized as Fairy can get. Yeah. It's, it's still a struggle bus. It's a struggle, and sadly, it's Fairy's going to continue to become worse and worse. Yeah, with because, each with yeah. each new set that comes out, Grass, Fire, Water, Lightning, Psychic, Fighting, Colorless, Darkness, Metal, and Dragon all get support, and Fairy doesn't. Yeah. So... It pains me to say it, because it's my favorite type, just in general. Like... It's just that it's unfortunate. I mean, we understand why Fairy was taken taken away. I guess I don't agree with it, but I... yeah, I think the balance was fine personally. But like, yeah. that, that's a conversation we can have another day. So that they, you know, as and and maybe in future episodes, maybe if it turns out this one specific fairy type deck that does function, if it turns out to actually do well in tournaments. Maybe we can come back and talk about it, but they specifically leave a they they specifically don't have a fairy type section on the website because uh, Tricky Jim doesn't want people to get the wrong idea and think that fairy is viable coming into the format. Yeah, he doesn't want to place false hopes on people. You try to get into this format, right? Fairy, you want to make fairy, and suddenly you find out that you're kind of stuck in. A dead-end deck. Exactly. Dead-end, exactly. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. So, you know, as much as I want to talk about it, to kind of respect that, because that is a very good reason to disinclude fairy type on the website, to, to respect that and to align, you know, our interests with his and making sure we're not getting people up on false pretenses. I will say, if you get into this format and like it, you probably could have a lot of fun stepping into fairy and trying just, oh, yeah. just trying to see what you can do. Oh yeah, almost yeah, I mean, like a self-imposed challenge or something. Yeah, just, self-imposed challenge. And again, like we said before, it's not unusable for sure. It's yeah, just not. Yeah, you you basically have like the one list. Yeah, and then like that's it. And even then, it just functions. Yeah. Um, but you know, like we said before, like gym leader challenge decks are very cheap to make. Like it's very like genuinely is very common for gym leader challenge players in general to just have one of every type. Yeah. And eventually you're going to get to fairy type. So you might as well do it to complete the, yeah. you know, to complete your color pantheon. And, like, yeah. And if fairy's just your favorite type, just build it. Have fun. Yeah. That's just build you, it. Have fun. That's what it's about. Yeah. But if nothing else, you can have the fairy type deck for fun and you can build another deck for competitive use. That's what I did. I built yeah. a dark type deck that's competitive. That way, if I ever went to tournaments and actually wanted to try to win, yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'll bust out the dark type deck and, you know, we'll grind it out. But if I, you know, if I just want to play for fun, even in the context of a bracket, yeah. I got my fairy types. Let's do it. Well, something I'm sure you'll agree with me is after you've been into like TCGs, any, it, whichever one you want or multiples after a couple years, uh, as fun as playing powerful crazy decks are, sometimes it's fun to drop in with some off meta, yeah, or dude. some wacky shit. Oh, I love, I love me some off meta. Don't even get me started, bro. I love me some off meta. I still have my Milotic V deck. <laughs> I haven't updated it, but yeah. I still have it. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's the point of Gym Leader Challenge, is just to play whatever you want and have fun. Yeah, be your own Gym Leader. Yeah, be, <laughs> be your own Gym Leader. <laughs> oh I'm trademarking God. that. I'm trademarking that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think that's a pretty good note to wrap up on. Be your own Gym be Leader. Be your own Gym Leader, yeah. Well, 
We'll, we'll wrap up on that note, but I also just, I, we've said it like a million times, I want to urge, check out the format. Yeah, check it out. It's, it's so much fun. If you want to try to get into playing Pokemon, but you don't want to spend the money for standard, you can get a gym leader challenge super easy. Ooh, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. This is a great way to get new people into the format. Yeah. I have actually been teaching kids at the local how to play the game with this format. And there's no, like... It's great, right? Because they get to see a lot of different cards, right? It's not just like oh, play set of this, play set of that. Yeah, they get they're exposed to a lot of different cards, and they get to play. It's not like standard where I'm gonna be honest. If you sit down with someone that's new with the game with standard, if I sat down with my Mew deck against someone that's new with the game with standard, and I did one turn, and the second turn they're like dead. It's just like they're like, dude, how do I even respond to that? I've been playing for God knows how many years, and a Mew player after turn one, I'm like. How do I respond to this? Like, yeah. like I couldn't imagine a new player. Well, it just wouldn't that. feel good. Yeah, it wouldn't feel good. Yeah, anyway. but Gym Leader Challenge, since it's all one prizes for the most part, you get to play the game. You get to experience. Yeah, yeah. The game yeah. is going to take a while, regardless. Yeah. So they they're going to have opportunities to see the tools in their deck, to see the Pokemon, and to you know feel like they're still in the game. So this is actually definitely a very great format for teaching people how to play the game. Yeah. Or just getting them into it in general. And again, it's cheap. <laughs> I can't hammer that home alone. It enough. will be cheap unless you're blinging out. <laughs> you, yeah, you can bling out a gym leader challenge tag. You can't do that. What are the? I Get think the deck that I went up build, Yeah, has a whole bunch of blinged out cards with it, and it was like market value four hundred forty eight dollars, and I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe don't maybe don't bling out if you're on a budget, but. Uh, I think that's uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up. I think that's yeah. gonna do it for us. Yeah, really fun episode, kind of lighter outside of standard serious talk format. A little more just exploring this fun. Yeah, because we're new to it yeah. too. We're just jumping into it ourselves. So yeah. this has just kind of been our thoughts on it so far. And I mean, I'm listen. I've had like two, three days of asking people to stay after the local just to play, and I'm just like. Bro, this is so sick. I mean, it's really cool because, especially, like, Pokemon really just, out of, the, like, the big three card games, Pokemon has the hardest time, like, kind of having people playing formats outside of standard. Yeah, even because, like, Expanded is, like, an official format. Yeah. But even then, Expanded doesn't really have a lot of events. Yeah. Like, which which is a shame because Expanded is great, too. We gotta have an Expanded episode really cool. at some point. Yeah, I'm sure we will. But at some point, yeah. But. It's, I mean, it's just cool to see that something that isn't one of these, like, especially since it's not an official, like, Yeah, format. it's all custom-made, yeah. Yeah, just doing so well. Couldn't resist talking about it. Yeah, no, and, you know, of course, just... Like we said, it, it's fun. You get to express yourself, and it ties in very nicely with the video games with the whole gym leader aspect. Yeah. I'm gonna give that little tidbit one more time. So good, so good. Nice touch, Mahone. Nice touch. But um, yeah, no, those are just some of the things we like about Gym Leader Challenge. What makes it special to us, and why we're gonna keep playing it. And listen, my time off request got approved. So I'm going to Indianapolis. <laughs> In fact, I got my booster today. Yeah, I got my booster today just before the show. So uh, if there is a Gym Leader Challenge side event happening at uh, Indianapolis, probably going probably gonna to show up unless I make day two. And, you know, we'll see. 
<laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, no, it's starting to pop up at regionals and stuff too. So like, yeah, jump in, get in on the fun. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, give it a shot. With that being said, I think that's uh, that's another episode in the books. So six or another episode in the badge case. There we go. The I've got six case. gym badges now <laughs> for episode <laughs> six. What happens when we get to eight? <laughs> well, you just have to tune in and find out. And that's code for. Give me the next four weeks to think about it. But no, that's a great episode. We got wrapped up here. Uh, you know, as always, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Hit us up at Damage Counter on Twitter.com, Damage Counter Podcast at gmail.com if you prefer email. Let us know what you think of our card of the day, our thoughts on, or really your thoughts on the regionals that's been happening as well as the new league battle decks give us your thoughts on gym leader challenge as a format send us your deck list what you know what here's here's the pot we're gonna first ever damage counter first ever question of the podcast what type do you play in gym leader challenge and why hit us up at the aforementioned twitter and uh email hit us up let us know we'll read it out here on the next episode and five star reviews (laughs) Or whatever kind of review on whatever platform you're listening to. Branding, 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 branding. Cherry Pepsi. (laughs) I've been drinking a wild cherry Pepsi this entire podcast. And like, y'all are not going to hear it because I'm going to heavily edit it. But I've had to stop to burp like six times during this recording. It's been a few. I've a soda has a singular can of soda has never made me burp this much. And I don't know why it's happening now all of a sudden. Probably because there's a microphone in front of me, but... uh, Probably. Anyway. Bye. See y'all later. (laughs)